My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Hey guys, welcome back to another Matrix-tastic, requiem-rific episode of Fanholes Transformers Tuesdays. Hey, what's up, guys? I know I don't sound as excited as I normally sound. This is Derek, Derek WC, and I'm here with some of my fellow Fanholes to discuss a certain Transformers animated project tonight. Why don't you guys all give a shout-out and let everybody know who's here tonight. My name is Thunder Wing. <laughs> I'm here. I, I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk, about, talk about the Twitter poll and how you hate the Twitter poll because you're here. Dead, backfired, bad. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Oh. Hey, hey guys! Wait, this is Justin, this is oh sorry sorry Tony I just I just wanted to take a dovetail what I I just want to be that guy like what what did you think was going to happen Justin like what did you expect to happen with not Twitter? this not this okay all right go ahead Tony I'm sorry his his expectations got subverted <laughs> um, um uh yeah this is this is Tony and um I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I'll focus on the pain of this terrible franchise deal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we become? All right. So, yeah. So, 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 so here we are, and we're we're talking about Transformers: Power of the Primes. Um, I am happy to say, as far as I could know, this is the last of these fucking abominations. So, hopefully, we won't have to talk about. Like this is this is a time for celebration and rejoicing, um, but this is the the final, I guess, third part of the Machinima animated trilogy, and we let we... this mark the end of the Machinima trilogy as we march forward into a new dawn, <laughs> a golden age. So I I know I know Mike's gonna go into some synopsizing, but I I kind of had like just a general like not too spoilerific question for all you guys before we get into the blow by blow of what's what's going on in these episodes but i I was just wondering like is it me or like okay this is a weird way to phrase the question but do you think what you just watched was worse or were the previous ones worse than what we just watched now because i kind of feel like to, to, to make it like a slightly positive slant. Like, this was still awful. I have lots of problems with it. My head really hurts after having watched it. I did not enjoy myself. But I kind of feel like some of the, like, quality control bitches we had, like, were a little better. Like, I could, like, hear the music and I could hear the voice actors and, like, I don't know. Like, is, is that just me or, or is that something you guys noticed 
No, I, I feel the same way. I, I okay. feel like this is a, an improvement. I feel like Titan's Return is like the worser-ish of these three. Okay. Yeah, like I, I'd say this is a, a very slight improvement in that <laughs> there are like more, there are interesting concepts in this that uh, they don't get executed competently, but like I felt like uh, there were things in this where I was like, oh, okay, well that could could be interesting. Um, I, I'll, I'll paraphrase Mike kind of put this forth at one point. I, I've quoted it two or three times. Like the other shows were turds, and this installment was still a turd, but they kind of shined it up a little bit. So it's a really shiny turd, but what, it's what, still what, a turd. What did we say last <laughs> week, Tony? It was like this. This was a solid turd. Like this wasn't a. <laughs> This is this wasn't a liquid turd that sprayed all over the bowl. This just what plopped straight in. <laughs> like that's a solid shit right there. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make it to the end. Uh, I've, I've started. Well, why don't we? What, before we started. <laughs> what, why? Why don't? Why don't we start putting ourselves out of our misery and we could have Mike kind of go go through. The, so is are we going to kind of do the same thing? You're going to painstakingly go through like the the little mini synopses of what happens in each little fluffy ass segment, and then we'll kind of bitch and moan. Yeah. About it is that is that kind of what we're doing? All right. So yeah, proceed. Like by by all that's, means, that's, like that's that's what our listeners want. <laughs> we took so long to do this one. Like the wiki actually has summaries up for like each episode now, so I didn't have to write my own. So like I think the last two like we did them fairly close to the releases of them, so I had to like write my own summaries for each episode. But oh yeah. hey, maybe yeah, yeah that, there's some silver lining to yeah. this. After so all. The, I had to do less. You didn't prep have to expend time. too much energy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. But good. yeah, just to lead off. Um, you know, basically, it's the same like creative team. Like F.J. DeSanto is the showrunner. Uh, Adam Beechin is the one of the writers. Uh, Jamie Iraklinos, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, right is a co-writer, and I, and uh, it's directed by Yuzo Sato. Um, he needs to Iro clean up his work. Anyway, go yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it it was on the now-defunct Go90 platform, which I, I assume this killed it, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, this this is what sunk Go90, but I, I like to think that. And, uh, you know, it was on Tumblr, it's on YouTube currently, if you really want to watch it. I don't know why you're listening to this, and I wouldn't recommend you watch it, but if you, you wanted you know, to You know, watch every it. time I post on Facebook that I'm watching one of these for the show, like, massive... I don't know what the right word is, like sorrow and 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 support or like condolences. Condolences go out, like where they're like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're watching this," and then you know, and I say, "Well, it's for the podcast," and then and then people are kind of like, "You you know, basically, you're a better man than I, sir. You have much dedication and all this other kind of stuff." So it's like that's that's the kind of I mean, if if you've never seen this, that's the kind of atmosphere that even the most staunch Transformers advocate has regarding this entire sort of little experiment or whatever we may not be the podcasters you want but we're the podcasters you need <laughs> we're doing we're we're doing this for you we're suffering for your twitter poll yeah <laughs> 
No, I mean, we, we always plan to do this, but, you know, on a, like, and we do, we, to some extent, we do enjoy complaining about this shit, but, like, like Justin has intimated, it's like, sometimes, like, once you get to this point, it's kind of like, okay, well, we might as well now, <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's, it's like we might well, as well, well finish it. Like re- resigned acceptance is that yeah. is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah. We this is my well. life now. Hey, let's, <laughs> listen, listen. Let's go at this with the same level of energy that Ron Perlman like went at this. So. <laughs> I hope to count on your support. I think I could do that. <laughs> at least he got paid. At least something uh, good happens. Uh, 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 <laughs> Alright, okay. Let's 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 begin. Let's let's trudge into the swamp with the first episode, The Swamp. The Swamp? I mean, come on, you know you know what I'm gonna say about this, right? Why the fuck is there a fucking swamp in the Cybertron? Where the fuck are they? This is ridiculous. Like even the intro, you're like, I could accept, like, come on. Maybe if they're in, like, Unicron's head, and Unicron has, like, a, I don't know, his biology has a little swamp in it or something. I would even accept that. That would be, that would be a no prize. But they're on, this is, this is bullshit, man. There's no fucking swamps on Cybertron. Anyway, keep going. Wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about that little intro for a minute where you see Unicron? Because I'm like, I clapped. I clapped when I saw Unicron's head because I know it. (laughs) Is there is there any reason for that intro? Like, nope, he, not at all. Not, not really, right? Right? Okay. They're like, I know who that is. It's Orson Welles. Like, <laughs> he's drunk and he's he's doing a commercial. <laughs> when they were doing that, like, pan out of Unicron's head, you should have heard like, ah, the French. <laughs> all right. In a remote marshland area of Cybertron, which which shouldn't exist according to Derek. What do you mean according to me? According to every <laughs> Transformers <laughs> fiction. Fucking crazy. Megatronus blazes a trail of destruction in search of the Requiem Blaster. While he finds trudging through the wetlands demeaning, he declares it will all be worth it if he and his acolytes can obtain and unite the Blaster, Matrix of Leadership, and Enigma of Combination, musing to an unknown figure that his actions are all for the sake of their reunion. Unable to find the Blaster, Megatronus sets the marsh aflame in a rage and blasts off into the sky to search elsewhere. In Cybertron's ancient past, Solus Prime invites Megatronus, her lover, to her forge. She praises him for his defeat of Unicron, but Megatronus states that it was her creation, the Requiem Blaster, that was truly responsible. With its purpose served, Solus suggests destroying the Blaster to to prevent its immense power from being misused. Megatronus argues that the weapon would be safer in his possession, insinuating that Solus is distrustful of him. Elsewhere, a team made up of Megatron, Windblade, Perceptor, and Victorion search through the primal swamp for the blaster. The others are unconvinced that the weapon could be there, but Megatron asserts his research and says they are in the right place. Perceptor realizes he speaks of the Book of the Second Prophecies, unable to believe that Megatron could interpret the language in which the ancient text was written. Windblade and Victorion say they are wasting their time and they should all be repairing Metroplex City and preparing Optimus Prime's funeral, but Megatron points out that they all have reason to follow him, be it 
Victorian's distrust of him, Perceptor's sense of obligation to Optimus, or Windblade's debt. Suddenly, the group is surrounded as the Dinobots emerge from the reeds. Perceptor and Windblade attempt to calm them, hoping to avoid violence, but Grimlock is having none of it. With all of the infighting on Cybertron brought on by the coming apocalypse, Grimlock refuses to believe Megatron isn't responsible somehow and whacks him into the distance with his tail. The other Dinobots follow suit, with Slug charging at Windblade, Sludge and Snarl pinning Victorion to the ground, and Grimlock and Swoop attempting to drown Perceptor in the swamp. Windblade and Victorion eventually shake their opponents off, freeing Perceptor from his captors, and Victorion uses the energy from her sword to shake the ground below the Dinobots, keeping them from recovering. Windblade attempts to make them listen to reason, but Grimlock again refuses as the five Dinobots all combine into Volcanicus, much to the others' horror. To be continued. Alright, first off, I just want everybody to know, if you're a fan of the Dinobots, and them kicking ass, <laughs> you, you done seen it. You done seen it. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, yeah, I mean... They- uh, they have a couple of moments, but this is probably their best showing in the entire series. I guess, yeah. What they 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 show up and fucking try to drown people on a planet. That Did anyone have... think like like when Grimlock was shoving Perceptor's head into that like Energon pool? It was like like a bully like trying to shove a nerd into a toilet or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, and only that, even though I'm totally like down with Perceptor getting drowned, how do you drown a fucking robot? There's a lot of weird stuff like that in this. It's like, uh, if you just take his head off, he's dead. Which we'll probably get to that later, but I'm like, that doesn't right. make any sense. And also, bullshit that Windblade can do some stupid, like, judo crap on slag or whatever. Yeah, that, like, yeah right? that's kind of what I was saying. Like, it, it's like, th- okay, I'll get into this more as we go through, but, like, the power levels on this show are all out of fucking whack. And then on top of that, it's like, it's skewed with all this ridiculous fucking hashtag feminism fan aura. Like, and it's like, I don't get it. Like, why? It's some characters, they can do whatever they want, and and they're fine. And other characters get the same overpowered blast to the face, and they're instantly dead. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, how come, you know, like... If D, you know, it's like one of those, like, if A can beat B and B beats C, then A should be able to trump C, but somehow C has, like, super-duper fan aura for whatever reason and doesn't get trumped by A because B trumping C is okay, but A trumping C violates some kind of stupid... I don't know thing, and I don't know. It's just it's it's really messed up. Well, it doesn't it doesn't help that like all the CGI models are like weightless, and it looks like like Windblade can like fling slag around like he weighs like a feather or something. Well, what's funny is everyone else is having a tough ass time with the Dinobots, but Windblade, oh no, like she's got to fucking jump and skip around like she's freaking the Zen Master or whatever, and 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 like you said, does all this like super duper judo on slag slug whatever the fuck and and she weighs as much as a scooter yeah yeah 
I don't know. Yeah, but but yeah, that's that's kind of awful. And then I guess do we want to talk about the you, you can't go home again with Greg Berger? Like, do we want to talk about this? Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to bring it up anyway. Uh, I mean, he's got moments where I, I, he doesn't I, sound bad, but he doesn't sound like Grimlock. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's weird. It's like it's like it kind of fades in and out. There are like words and phrases occasionally where it's like I felt like. I kind of I kind of heard Grimlock there, but then it's like it's been so long, and the 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 modulation they use is different from the show from the G one yeah. show. You can't replicate it, and thus it's like you you occasionally hear like moments of oh yeah that that's Grimlock, but wait it sounds weird now again. But then he's Grimlock. Oh no no went back to sounding weird. You know like it kind of it, it's very up and down kind of of a experience if you're expecting a certain level of i don't know the, the return to the grimlock yeah yeah the, I, the grimlock you know i had the same problem with that transformers devastation game because they got back a lot of the same or they they got a lot of the original voice actors for that game but some of them don't sound like themselves like frank welker sometimes right. he sounds spot on for megatron but sometimes it's yeah. not and i don't know if like derek said i don't know if it's because he's so much older now or if it's because of the modulation is not correct and you know they got greg berger back for grimlock in that game too and same thing sometimes i'm like yeah well that sounds like 100 percent grimlock and other times he would say something and you're just like i know you said this but you don't sound like grimlock i don't know who you are i think it's a combination of those things you know the voice modulation and then how long it's been and the the, the actor's age like like imagine if adam west had to be voice modulated to sound like he did on the 66 Batman show. And then imagine those return of the Cape Crusader films, like that feeling that you get where even though it's still Adam West voicing Batman, it's animated and it's, there's something about those movies that it's, it's just a little bit off from what you remember. And mainly it's because of his age, right? He sounds older than he did. It's a a hairline, but you you still notice yeah, and and it's like in it's like it's like you know it's that you know you might have not noticed it, but your brain did, you know, kind of moments where and it's like I I feel like I feel like it's the same thing with a lot like what Justin's saying with the Devastation video game and you know with with this case with with Greg Berger doing Grimlock, it's like you you can hear it's the same guy and he's doing the same performance and he's probably doing his you know the best he can do. But I think combination of those things, like the the voice modulation and the just the fact that it, he's older and his performance is probably just a little different, you know, without meaning to be, you know, <laughs> it it just comes across as it's not quite, it's just a little off, you know. I, I will say that Greg Berger does sound like he's having fun at least, compared compared to the yeah. other people. Yeah, that's true. You know, like he, he's 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 a, he's in the role. Can't do it as good as he used to. He's, yeah, he's doing his best. Yeah, but you're right; it does sound a little off. Um, uh, and, and I guess the other thing is, did did you guys like the the, the whole thing with Machinima? Is there it, it? No matter what they say with their storyline, this is supposed to be and tied with a toy line. Did anybody really care about Volcanicus? Like, was there anybody like, yeah, oh, Volcanicus? I, I was going to mention that it's funny that the five Dinobots have new Power of the Primes toys, and yet. 
Grimlock is based off his masterpiece toy, and the other four Dinobots are based off some third-party Dinobots. Yeah, that, that was what was kind <laughs> yeah. of funny, because I, I, I dropped a fair amount of money on those third-party Dinobots, and I'm like sitting there going, oh, these kind of look like the Dinobots I spent a shit ton of money on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Derek was pleased. <laughs> it's like, I, I wonder if someone got a talking to about that, because... Like, it's not the first time it's happened. Like, there's been IDW comics where someone clearly drew a character like a third-party toy. But this is like oh, a, yeah, an official cartoon, like, you know, given the stamp of approval by Hasbro. So, like, you know, maybe maybe it's not a big deal, but it seems like, you know, someone should have gotten a slap on the wrist or something. Hey, well, oh, this is this is not really related to any of the story points but it might be a good talking point for us is i guess since you brought up the toy tie-ins were any of you disappointed that certain toy or toy line stuff from this line was not included in this series oh well i mean the whole power of the prime thing like the 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 prime masters that got totally thrown out in the fucking window. We got like Solus and Megatronus, but they have nothing to do with the toys. And we have the Requiem Blaster, which was so important in the Power of the Primes last wave of toys. They've done this throughout the whole series. They like if, if anything else, you're talking about slaps on the wrist, Mike. Like Machinima should get a slap on the wrist hard for not trying to do a good job of selling toys because. Well, I was just thinking, I guess I was immediately thinking of, because I was, you know, walking around Walmart today, and I was like, you know, they didn't they didn't do the Terracons, they didn't do Abominus, and I was like, yeah. no Darkwind and Dreadwind, Wing or whatever, like, I was just thinking of, like, toys that are out there, and, like, thinking to myself, oh, well, that's... I guess that's too hey, bad. I mean, I, I know I know. And, some and of then, the, like, you know, like, we were talking about, like, female characters, like, I'm sorry, I don't like Victorian. I, I, I've disliked her since Combiner Wars. I just don't like that character. But it's not because she's female. Hey, why don't we bring in the Alita One like Combiner with like you know Moonracer and all that? Like, sell that fucking toy, you know? It, yeah, yeah. It it might have been fun if they could at least had Alita One be there for one episode at that library or something, and yeah, then she like yeah. she turns to dust or she like gets you know turns into a fart cloud and goes away or something but like at least have her there for like one episode and you know or, or overlord comes in gives her a noogie like he does to like everybody else in the series is like i say i say alita one i give you a noogie i say i've nuggied you to death <laughs> all right um well I, I was just gonna say uh <laughs> this episode was uh as good as it could be for someone for Perceptor using the term Dino Combiner, <laughs> like, yeah. like I was like, that's not a thing. Like, like, <laughs> like Perceptor talks like it's a like thing where he's like, I don't believe it, a Dino Combiner, and I'm like, you just you made that up. That's not a term. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's like you were saying earlier. Like, fucking Megatron sounds smarter than Perceptor in this. He's like, he can translate text and stuff, and Perceptor's like, oh, no one could do that. <laughs> shut up fake scientist (laughs) so we'll probably get into it later in later episodes but like Megatronus's and Solus's like backstory like that's kind of like ripped from that like Covenant of Primus book or whatever where 
it's like basically like you know Solus Prime is killed by Megatronus and that's why the 13 Primes like fractured or whatever I don't know but here they just turn it into a stupid like Anakin and Padme thing yeah so, like, yeah know, I, I totally yeah. You, you know what you, you know what's funny you know what I they totally got the vibe of was was that yeah they were the Anakin Padme thing and then all I had visions of was Kylo Ren leading Finn and fucking Ray and Rose Tico and all these people to like save the universe or something <laughs> and that's that's essentially what this is <laughs> yeah, that, and you're that like oh that's sense. so ridiculous that's so ridiculous but yeah it's like <laughs> they go they go they go to the swamp and meet the the cast of Rogue One <laughs> yeah that's what I was saying like it's like what. Okay. Uh, Any anything else about this first episode? Or do you want to move on? Move quickly. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I must gird my loins. Let's go. <laughs> no time for hate. Episode two, Volcanicus. <laughs> <laughs> if I was doing a like plinket like subtitle for this episode, it'd be like you know Volcanicus. The toy this episode fails to sell. Uh, I, I was going to say Volcanticus. <laughs> Volcanticus. I would have been like, Volcanicus, has anyone seen Wave 2 yet? Proceed. <laughs> uh, as Volcanicus begins his assault, Windblade, Perceptor, and Victorion are forced to flee his rampage, hiding wherever they can. Perceptor suggests they find Megatron to figure out their next move, but Victorion remains distrustful and refuses. Not far away, Megatron slowly gets to his feet after his assault by Grimlock. Noticing something shining in the bushes, he turns to investigate. In Metroplex City, the Combiners find themselves under attack as Computron is killed and Devastator and Menace are severely wounded by Overlord and Hot Rod, now supercharged by the power of the Matrix of Chaos and going by the name Rodimus Kron. Overlord reminisces on how he found the relic within the derelict head of Unicron under orders from his master Megatronus. The former Prime had ordered Overlord to use it to bring destruction to Cybertron, promising a place at his side once he had brought about the Apocalypse. Praising Rodimus for his work, Overlord turns to the two remaining Combiners and demands to know Megatron's whereabouts. Undeterred, Menasaur and Devastator stand up again and charge the two, forcing them to the ground, but they are easily repelled. Meanwhile, at Victorion's suggestion, Perceptor distracts Volcanicus just enough for Windblade and Victorion to launch a sneak attack. The two Camions attempt to strike his combination points, but Volcanicus knocks Victorion down and grounds Windblade with a single punch. Before he can deliver the final blow, however, a blast of energy strikes him and sends him tumbling down. His attacker reveals himself as Predaking, who seeks the Enigma of Combination. While when Victorion does not produce it, Predaking begins attacking her as well. Rodimus once again brings Devastator down as Overlord holds Menasaur in place. When, while Menasaur refuses to reveal Megatron's location, Overlord orders Rodimus to destroy each of Devastator's limbs one by one. Eventually, Menasaur cracks and reveals Megatron was headed for the Primal Swamp, only for Rodimus to deliver the killing blow to Devastator anyway. His purpose having been served, Overlord crushes Menasaur's neck and watches their sparks fly away before he and Rodimus depart for the Swamp. To be continued!
So, man, like, the, the creators of the show really fucking hate Computron, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they hate everything, it seems like. Well, I mean, okay, this is, this is kind of what I was getting at, and I feel like it's a good time to talk about it, is, okay, so you've got... God, the name is so dumb. Rodimus Cron. Like, I thought he was supposed to be, like, Rodimus Unicronus or something like that. But anyway... Which was it around. much better, but better than that, yeah, yeah. It's better than Rodimus Cron. I mean, he sounds yeah. like he's got, like, a fucking... I don't know, some kind of shingles on his foot or something. I don't know. That, anyway. That that must have proved too difficult for Judd Nelson to say. He's like, Rodimus Cron. Can we shorten it, guys? <laughs> I was in the breakfast club. <laughs> he thought he was coded. He thought he was saying Rodimus Crom. <laughs> Rodimus Crom. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so so Rodimus is merged with Unicron and has like Uber Duber superpower, and him and Overlord are kind of like the new '90s comic kids, where they're coming in and poning like all your old favorite characters. Yeah, and then. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, so I'm kind of torn because I'm like, oh, cool. Rodimus is like took out Devastator with one hit and blew a hole in his chest. Like, holy crap. Like, that's pretty awesome. But then at the same time, you're like, well, wait, that's Devastator. Like, I kind of like Devastator. Like, you just totally bitch smacked Devastator. And then even worse of a bitch in this is Menasaur. And then you're like, okay, meanwhile, juxtapose that. Okay, you've got two combiners, right? Combiners, right? Like, they have a certain power level and subset. And they're not mega combiners like Predaking and and uh, Volcanicus, but they are combiners, right? Volcanicus and Predaking are giving all they have to fight frickin' Windblade per fucking combiner. scepter who unfriended us on fucking Tom, uh, Twitter, so fuck you. <laughs> and then, and then, um... um Victoria, who has Victorian, one arm. Who is the, of the same power level, right? Like, wh- why does Victorian last as long as she does? Why does Windblade and Perceptor last as long as they do against combiners that are more powerful than the combiners that got one hit blown in their chest and died and get their neck snapped and all this other stuff. And I don't know. It's like, to me, the power levels in this seem all out of whack for arbitrary reasons, other than we need these three characters to survive, to get to this point. But these other two characters, these combiners, like we don't need them in the story anymore. So they can just get noogied to death by fucking overlord where he's got him in a headlock. And he's like, I'll say, I'll say, boy, thank you for telling me where Megatron is, boy. And then he cracks his neck, and it's just like, how do how do they even get in that much of a vulnerable position? Like they're huge. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Like how do you how did that? Like you never see that on camera. What did he do? He like leaps up in the air and then does like a wrestling move where he like <laughs> gets a gets him in an arm lock somehow and then brings him all the way down. Like I I don't even know how that happens, but. <laughs> Minotaur stepped on a, Cytron- a Cybertronian banana peel. Ah, yes, the Cybertronian <laughs> banana. Yes, it, it's quite common in the swamp marshes of fucking yep. Cybertron. Yep. Uh, okay. The Overlord puts puts Fortress Maximus in a headlock. How? <laughs> okay, it, here's a plot point I don't understand. So in the past, Megatronus kills Unicron, right? Like that's why his stupid floating head is in the opening thingy, right? 
But he finds the evil Matrix in Unicron's head. Unicron tells him to give it to Rodimus for reasons, but then that ends up biting him in the ass at the end. But, like, why did Megatronus tell trust Unicron? Yeah, like, why did Megatronus trust Unicron in the first place? I, like, I think some wires were crossed there because, like, traditionally Megatronus, well, is, you know, is known as the Fallen, and traditionally he's supposed to be like the Judas of the Thirteen Primes who, like, betrayed them all to Unicron. But here he's the one who killed Unicron. So he's it's like, like why, the warrior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's then it's like so. Why is he in league with Unicron here? Yeah, and like they don't really offer a really satisfactory explanation for that, really. Yeah, I'll, I will go back to Derek's thing real quick. As far as like you know, power levels and characters and stuff, a lot of people to this day still still cite Transformers the movie as killing off a lot of fan favorite characters. But you, but a lot of those were pretty quick, you know, except for Prime. You know, he he he, you know, had a prolonged death scene. Okay. Fine, fine. But like, dear Lord, man, if if you like Devastator, man, he dies slowly. Like Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you like this toy? Fuck you. you I, I also like in the wiki makes note of it, like Vic, when Victorian is fighting Volcanicus with Windblade, she says, try to disrupt their combination points, because if you hit them they'll separate. Yet Devastator gets all his limbs blown off and he's still in one piece. Like yeah, it's like uh, contradicted in the same exact episode. Yeah, like how, how does that work? Uh, you know, when Blade, like yeah, uh, yeah. This 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 episode, like two episodes in, already had a bad taste in my mouth. But now it's like really bad taste because I'm like, dude, Computron is cool, Minosaur is cool. Yeah, the voice actor sucks, but you know, I like I still like Minosaur. I like Devastator. The, uh, by the way, last time I checked, you know, besides maybe Predaking, Devastator is usually called the strongest of the combiners. That's usually kind of his thing. So, okay, good fan service. Good job yeah, on he's that. He's at least got the fan aura for it. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and shouldn't well, I mean the the real answer is they just didn't want to animate the combiners separating. But shouldn't there be like five and six sparks like rising yeah, from each corpse yeah, like? Right. That's what I don't get. Why why is it when Minosaur's neck is broke, he dies? Like, wasn't the other guys just kind of scamper away while the one guy's dead? Like, wasn't they like, he's like, oh shit, he's dead, and they, they would separate and scamper away? Like, I, I, Honestly, like, considering it's Minosaur, the other four would be like, thank God he's dead. <laughs> yeah. They really hate Motormaster. You know? Well, it's like like they treat the combiners as mostly single entities in this yeah, like yeah, series. Yeah. But you know, yeah, if you know anything about Transformers, it's like you're scratching your head at this stuff because it's still and like, well, that's the other thing. It's like they have shown some of the combiners separate, like or some of their components at some point, so you know it's possible. But yeah. I don't know. Um, another question I've got is okay maybe i'm just not smart with this universe which is pretty easy to be because it's a dumb universe so it's hard to be smart with it why is predator king looking for the enigma of combination when he's already combined <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know because it's a MacGuffin <laughs> and he wants it and he wants to get it so that's that's why he's there 
Because like, he doesn't I mean, need, I mean, he doesn't I mean, need any motivation. Like, the Binder Wars, like in the first one, they were like, you can only combine if you have the Enigma combination, and it's like they all get it, they all combine, and they're all combined forever. Now, like Predicate's like, I need the Enigma. It's like why? It's like, oh, uh. that's, that's one of those things. If you actually like stop and think about like the entire series, like it's like they tried to pull from existing IDW stuff, and then they make references to things that happened in Transformers the movie, but yet yeah. they're their own continuity, which never knew about Combiners before. So if they never knew about Combiners before, and all these people recently became Combiners because of the Enigma of Combination, and you're actually following that logic, you're like, how 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 does Volcanicus and Predaking, how are they even a thing? Like, yeah, uh, as far as you know, they were never a thing. But yet, Predaking talks to Megatron, saying, "I'm not going to take your orders anymore, like I used to back in the day." And it's like, but there weren't any combiners in this universe until we watched the first episode. Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, it, it's like that kind of stuff. It's like it just doesn't, it, you know your head explodes like it's like you, you it basically it's like that that fucking old wizard shazam shit like this way lies madness like you cannot fucking try to rationalize like wh- whatever it is they're laying down in front of you you just have to like completely turn your brain off and not pay attention to any of that otherwise you will slowly go mad yeah it's like it's like machinima got like certain bullet points it's like do you have to sell the pretenders? No, don't, don't fuck them. The, the, the kids are going to buy them anyway. They're five bucks. You know, do you have to sell the Terracons? No, they're fan favorites. People are going to buy them. They're, they're going to sell anyway. What about the Dinobots? They're fan favorites, but they should be really big. What about Predaking? Oh, he's a huge dollar toy. We got to fucking pimp him out. And they're like, how do we fit him in? That's your fucking problem. <laughs> you know? Well, not not that he has any deep dialogue or anything, but uh, what do you think of like Samoa Joe as Predaking? Like, I mean, like. I mean, he's, he does a functional job, I guess. I mean, it doesn't sound awful, but it's not like he has, like, any good lines or anything. I wasn't bothered by his performance. I thought it was fine. The only thing that struck me as odd is th- th- these are the... How do I put it? This is this is the most talkative I've ever heard a Predaking ever be in any... Am, am, I, am I wrong? Like, I don't, I don't remember Predaking being, like, a big talker, but yet, I mean, he holds a conversation with Megatron. Like, I, I guess maybe I'm used to most combiners either being inherently dumb or just not being very eloquent and or talkative. And it just seemed like, it, it, I guess to put it in another way, like I, I, if you replaced Predaking with six shot, I, I don't think you would have needed to change the dialogue any. And that's yeah. kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, that, that's another thing. Like, by and large, like, what we're used to with the combiners is that they usually are grar or help human, you know, depending on their and, faction. And, and on top of that, like, Volcanicus kind of was grar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Predaking was like, hey, guys, I'm sorry to bother you in your swamp fight, but <laughs> I'm looking for the enigma of combination. And if you could just, you know... Point me in the right direction, you know, and you're just like, wait a minute, you're Predaking? Yeah, I, I took some dictation lessons, I did some speech <laughs> training, I've been working on my personal communication skills, and I'd really like the Enigma of Combination, like, right now. So if Dude, you get it for me, that'd awesome. be great. 
You know, like, and it's just like, wait, what? Like, what the fuck is going on here? There were two things I liked about Predaking. His head was on model, which it was usually not in G1, so I appreciate that. And spoilers, he does not get cut in half in this series, so I was happy about that. (laughs) He he makes a good showing and doesn't die. Yes, pretty much. He's on on model and he doesn't die. That's good. (laughs) I'm glad glad Justin can throw in some, some crumbs of positivity. I don't know if you guys have, like, willfully blocked this from your mind, but he does die, like, in the final episode. What? Yeah, yeah, he gets... Uh, we'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll get to it, but yeah, I don't, maybe you guys are, like, so traumatized by this, you willingly, you willfully, like, blocked maybe, it. Maybe it's but... so fucking boring that we forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that... it happens, it, well, it happens in, like, a split second, but yeah, we'll get to it. It's not until the last episode, so... He, he, he got kind of alpha. Clearly, the show didn't hold my, my attention. Enough to register that Predaking fucking died. Yeah, well, he's he's no Windblade. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is still dumb. And yeah, like like the first episode, I was just annoyed because it's still not great and it's still choppy and you know still not you know a good story. And the second episode, now I'm just like, oh cool, I have all these really cool Transformer toys from Combiner Wars, and they're all dead. Thanks. Okay. Awesome. Okay. But. Let's let's see what happens next. Like, like all you, used up all their power. You sound like me, Tony. Like, yeah, yeah. Off, my toys are dead. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have one little thing. I can't remember if it was this episode or the first episode, but like Perceptor was talking about how old he is. He was like, you know, I was oh. there when his book was written and blah 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 and all that stuff, and I was like. Perceptor is so old, he's even older than Derek and Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I actually think I commented on this in the bot talk thread, but I was like, you know, Perceptor talks like he's an elder, but he, like, Will Wheaton voices him like he's friggin' 12 or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's the oldest, like, prepubescent, like, Transformer I've ever heard, yeah. He's like... Come on, guys! I was back in the old days. I was I was doing all this stuff, and I was like a million years old. I know all about it. <laughs> he was transformed by Q into an adult. I was back when the Bible was written, and I was there in the middle of everything in Jerusalem. You know, it's just like, what? <laughs> I talked to a Jesus. <laughs> like, oh God, shut up! <laughs> I wear the same dumb sweater every episode. <laughs> like, I gave Moses a high five before he parted the Red Sea. <laughs> I am smart. <laughs> you know, I'm in the Big Bang Theory because I was at the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Yes. yes. Episode 3, Without Warning. Predaking continues to attack Victorion, despite her claims that she does not have the Enigma of Combination. Windblade fires on Predaking and Victorion in an attempt to free the latter, but to little effect, while Volcanicus gets back on his feet and approaches the fighters. Perceptor yells to Predaking that he has the Enigma, causing him to release Victorion and give chase with Volcanicus close behind. This provides enough of a distraction for Windblade and Victorion to sneak attack the Combiners, and they grab Perceptor and run. However, Predaking and Volcanicus quickly recover and follow them. 
Not far away, Megatron comes across a giant glowing dome embedded in the landscape. Placing his hand on it, he reveals a door bearing the marks of the Thirteen. Meanwhile, in the Well of Sparks, Megatronus holds the Enigma of Combination and marvels at its beauty, complementing Solus Prime's craftsmanship. He places it in one of three open slots on an unknown device which begins to draw power from the Enigma. In a flashback, Solus Prime continues to argue that the Requiem Blaster has served its purpose and is too powerful to continue existing, but Megatronus claims it, is, it still may yet have purpose reminding her of disasters foretold in texts such as the Book of the Second Prophecies. Solus sees through this, knowing Megatronus' love of destructive tools, and attempts to take the gun from him, but Megatronus pulls back. As the two struggle, the weapon is accidentally discharged, firing a blast that rips through the forge and mortally wounds Solus. A mournful Megatronus struggles to apologize as Solus dies in his arms, and her life energy leaves her body, dispersing in the atmosphere. A lone spark descends from above and enters the well of all sparks. Megatronus recognizes it as one of his minions' victims. Pleased with their progress, he opens a storage case and pulls out the Matrix of Leadership. Back in the Primal Swamp, Windblade and Victorion continue running from Predaking, though they can't understand why Volcanicus is still pursuing them. Predaking's blast launches the three over a chasm, but he and Volcanicus cannot slow down in time and fall in. As the Combiners begin cl climbing up the chasm wall, the others retreat into the reeds where they find Megatron. The Combiners catch up but stop when they see Megatron, who uses his hand to open the dome. He tells the others to stay and wait for his return as he enters inside, the door closing behind him, as the others are left dumbfounded. Much like us. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, it's total fucking Keystone Cop fucking capers in this in this installment. <laughs> like, you could have, like, the wacky fucking music going on in the background where they're trying to chase these fucking bunch of idiots and then what why do they why are they alive like why why like i don't understand like these people should be dead but they're not and they keep being there and being annoying and stuff i mean the only the only positive thing i can say is that and we've probably said this for all these series is like megatron is like the mvp of this entire series like Thank God for anytime megatron. Anytime he he shows up, like the I don't know, the music in the background was kind of cool when he shows up, and he, he I don't know, like he he seems pretty compelling to me. Like I, he's not I, an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's surrounded by all these fucking simpletons, and he's actually like, even though he can't stand what's going on, like he's still trying to trudge his way through it. So it's like you kind of you feel like like I feel like I have a self identification with him because I feel like him trying to watch this fucking show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is ridiculous, this sucks, and I'm just going to sit there and try to make my way through it the best I can, making snide-ass commentary the entire fucking time. As, as Justin might say, Megatron knows how to make the plot go. <laughs> Speaking of making things go, like, okay, here's what's making me crazy. So, like, Solus Prime dies... She gets hit by the blaster. She looks perfectly fine. She's not scratched up. She's not dirty. She just, she's intact, and then she dies because she's tired or something. In the last episode, someone gets hit with the blaster, 
and they're vaporized like they're gone like there's not even anything left there's no like uh wreckage or there's no even like dust particles like they're gone i'm just like but but why? how do you have the how do you have the sappy you got the moment totally <laughs> lifeless moment of like no it's just like i was i was going to say like mark hamill got to like pull his poppies like thing where he was like you know, I, well, he didn't get to do a no, but he got to, you know, kind of like cam it up or whatever. You know, you know what's it, weird about that is that is that odd? Am I? I don't know if I'm being too judgmental or not, but it's like I know we we kind of glossed over it as like a, a Padme Anakin thing, right? But it it seemed like their entire relate, like you know how like when they try to set up relationships right before, like I guess you know, Solstice Prime gets refrigerated or whatever you want to call it. Like, basically, like, you, you're in a movie, right? And it's like this thing where, like, s- some lead actor comes in and they talk to their spouse and it's like, hey, baby, I got you the Chinese food. Oh, you got my favorite, baby. I love you. Kiss on the cheek. And, oh, did you get mom's vase? Oh, yeah, I did. I totally got it. And then it's setting up this thing that, like, look, they're happy and they're kissing and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, some criminal comes in and, like, guns down the wife and then it's like Bruce Willis goes on a vengeful rampage for the rest of the movie or whatever. And it's like, that's one of those like weird personification things with Transformers that I was like, I think Mark Hamill had a line where he's like, oh, Solstice, my love. You don't get that, like, I'm totally into the badass weaponry, like, and, and I can be trusted with it. And it's just like, I'm just kind of like. I don't know. It, it just that that just felt weird to me. Like even if they have male and female transformers, just the fact that like it's it, it's almost like they're trying to show like a little bit of domestic bliss before they go into this tragic kind of backstory, and like that's hard enough to pull off with human beings, much less personified robots, I guess. And so that. I mean, it, it seems like it's a tough sell all around, but throw, throwing that kind of pre-lovey-dovey happy thing beforehand, like, made it even more kind of, more of a stretch, I guess. I mean, visually it's kind of off, too. I mean, like, it's kind of hard to look at Megatrotus and be like, he's cool, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, you, 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 you sort of wonder, like, what does she see in him? Like, she says, you know, like, oh, well, I understand, like, you like crazy wild weapons. And it's just like, okay. Like, so w- w- why? I don't know. I, I, I Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, it's like, okay, he's a guy with a goofy hat and he shot Unicron. Okay. You know, like. It, it, it'd be, it'd be like, kind of like if, like, Anakin came up to Podme, like, before he was actually Darth Vader. But he was in, like, the full Darth Vader outfit. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my new Jedi suit. It, it, you know, it's cool. <laughs> It's supposed to be really deep and tragic, but it just comes it comes across as like, oh well, that's unfortunate. It's like I don't know. It's like <laughs> Mega, Megatronus Megatronus like had an oopsie doodle and accidentally killed him. That's how it came across to me. I almost I almost felt like it's some like terrible like awful like gun safety parable mm, or something mm. that like it's like you are more likely to kill a loved one than you are like you are more likely to like vaporize a loved one than shoot unicron you know like or something yeah and, 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 like, even the death scene like like derek said it was it was really flat you know it was just like 
you know, he, he he's, you know, trying to pull it off. And like, you know, Mark Hamill is not a bad actor, you know, like in general. But yeah, just it was the writing and just like the scene. It was just like, you know, it, like like you were no, saying. No, no, like, you I know, mean, I, I I felt like there was some genuine emoting coming through the voice, but it didn't. There was something that kind of rang hollow about the whole thing, yeah. like how Justin yeah. described it as an oopsie doodle. You know, like it's it's just it's kind of like it's like everything else in this. It's like it's on the page, but it it I don't know. It just doesn't somehow it, was, it, was it just doesn't of, get sold. You know, like yeah, it's kind of like in Transformers the the first movie, like the live action movie with Michael Bay when like Jazz gets killed, and then they go through the whole thing and everything, and then Prime is just walking. He's like. Oh, jazz. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what they could have done is they could have had a scene directly before that scene where, like, Megatronus could have been like Derek and he could have been like, he could have come in and like, Oh man, I hate sand. Like, and, and know why I hate know why I hate sand is because it's because why is sand on fucking Cybertron? It should be fucking sand on Cybertron. And you know, Solus could have been like, you make a very good point. You know? Why do we have a fucking beach? <laughs> Stupid. Furthermore, I shut off Requiem Blaster, so if I did, all this sand would be glass. Well, there. <laughs> God, um, well, well, I mean, like all, all of our nitpicking aside, like, like as a whole, is anybody really invested in the whole Megatronus Solus, uh, Solus Prime no. like love? No. Yeah, no, no, yeah. In, in, in fact, in fact, like you, you sort of have to again turn your brain off because his entire his entire purpose is to rectify an oopsie doodle. <laughs> Copyright Justin Barber that he made, <laughs> right? And and in rectifying the oopsie doodle, he's gonna bring back Sol- Solstice Prime. Who? Wh- I mean, like, okay. with the help of Unicron, the evil dark god. Yeah. yeah well, well, like, but but think about this. Like, like they never get into the like, what would Solstice Prime want you to do? And like, like, you. How do you, yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's not like she's going to come back and she's going to be, like, all dressed up really nice and in lipstick <laughs> and have a nice dress on and be like, oh, thank you so much for resurrecting me. Great. Let's, like, kiss and go be, like, uh, you know, busybodies in our little house on Cybertron and live happily ever after. Like, <laughs> they should have like, just had like fucking Overlord like look at like Megatron and be like, I say, I say, this isn't going to play out the way you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't know. I mean, I don't. You you have to chalk it up to like Megatronus must be so deranged <laughs> that it doesn't matter to him that he's going to bring her back and she's going to think he's a total slime ball at this point, or 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 a totally broken version of the man he had. <laughs> in love with or something you know what i mean it's like it's like think about it this way like okay darth vader goes through and does everything he does and 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 let's say let's say he's successful in this version and he converts luke to the dark side they both kill the emperor they even convert uh leia and all this other stuff and then they do some force hoodoo and bullshit because vader had his oopsie doodle right and they bring back padme like is padme gonna look at the vader family and be like thank god you resurrected me no she's gonna be like i'm horrified like like 
choke me to death again, please. Like, I don't want to see this, you know? Like, so it's like that, that's kind of where like that whole arc loses a lot for me. Cause it's like, not only do you not necessarily sympathize and or relate to the, the villain's plight, you know, like if that's what the intended goal is, you, you're, you're just kind of like, I, I mean, it, it just seems like it, it's wrong headed for all kinds of different reasons and and it wouldn't necessarily give you the that whatever closure that that megatronus thinks he's going to obtain like and it it's like he's too insane or short-sighted to even register that i guess i don't know that's the only no prize i could give you know yeah it's like it's like for a genius you're really dumb (laughs) there was one thing that the wiki mentions that i also wanted to bring up which is also dumb but when like, there's a part where Victorion and Windblade are, like, running with Perceptor away, and they get, like, flung into the air by in it by an explosion. And, like, the explosion's all in slow motion, and they're being flung through the air in slow motion. Oh. And then it zooms in on Windblade, and she talks at normal speed while it's still, like, in <laughs> slow motion. Well, I mean, she's the most baddest-ass person in the whole series, so, I mean, of course she can. I don't know, it's just weird directing choice. Are you, are you trying to say a girl can't defy physics, Mike? You shut up. You shut up no, right now. They can't. This is ridiculous. They cannot. Girls can I'm do sorry, woman. Girls can defy physics whenever they want. The hashtag feminism. Okay. Hey. And they can talk while everyone else is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and clearly Perceptor cannot hear what she's saying because he's a boy. But Victorian totally heard what Windblade was saying during that loud, gigantic explosion in the background while she's expositing nonsense to her fellow. Autobots to make the plot move along. <laughs> to make the plot go. Uh, where's Megatron? We need him back. <laughs> All right. Episode four, which is titled Primal. As Windblade and the others wait outside the dome, they attempt to calm Predaking, assuring him again that they do not have the Enigma. Predaking doubts their words, declaring he needs the Enigma to survive the coming apocalypse. Volcanicus shuts him up with a punch to the back, and the two begin to struggle. Trapped behind their battle with no escape, Perceptor and Victorion curse Megatron for abandoning them. Inside the dome, Megatron enters its deepest chamber, where he finds the Requiem Blaster hidden inside. He approaches it, but a door on the other end opens, revealing a shadowed figure. He orders Megatron to leave, threatening to attack should he refuse. Megatron doesn't back down, leading the two to begin grappling for the gun. Victorion continues pounding on the door as Perceptor watches Volcanicus and Predaking fight. Predaking knocks Volcanicus into a pool of energon and marches towards the dome, smacking Perceptor away and shooting Windblade down. As he is about to grab Victorion, the door reopens and Megatron emerges with the Requiem Blaster in hand. He points it at Predaking and orders the Combiner to stand down, confirming that the Enigma was stolen. He promises to inform Predaking if they find it, to which Predaking begrudgingly agrees and walks off. As the others marvel at the Requiem Blaster, Volcanicus splits back into the Dinobots to free himself from the Energon Pool. Megatron notes that while the gun is now out of Megatronus' reach, they still don't know what his ultimate plan is. As if on cue, the dome projects a holographic image above them. Perceptor interprets the etchings as a set of coordinates on Cybertron, described as towards infinity from the center of the center. Grimlock offers his aid in their quest. The door suddenly opens again. 
and the Requiem Blaster's Guardian appears, suggesting they search for answers at the Athenium Sanctorum, the legendary library of the gods and home to all their combined knowledge. Stepping out of the dome, he introduces himself as Optimus Primal. To be continued. I miss Gary Chalk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Ron Perlman's a fine performer, but man, yeah, he didn't sound very interested at all. Well, his primal was up. <laughs> well, at least they didn't. At least they didn't tape him in a bathroom. You know, like yeah. the other episode, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not like he was there. Look, I get like, uh, I'm sure for like any dummies who are like watching this show and don't know shit, they like it was like I'm Optimus. Dramatic pause. Primal. <laughs> Just didn't the line didn't like. Is it is it a nitpicky nerd complaint? If I'm like, I thought like he'd be a lot smaller compared to Megatron. In his base form, he should be like a maximal. Yeah, like a, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't even get it. Like he should be. Yeah, like well, he should be like an Autobot or whatever. But when he later on, spoilers, when he becomes Optimal Optimus, like he has maximal symbols. So, so yeah. I mean, I mean, like like. Like, for fanboy service, how great would it have been if he walked out of the shadows and just said, well, that's just Prime. What, instead of that, what if he had said, whoa, or whatever. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you do it much better. I sound like a 90s dude. I'm like, yeah. whoa, dude. <laughs> I love how they do the friggin' thing when Megatron's in the chamber and Optimus Primal comes in and he's all in shadow. Like, oh, who could that be? What toy are they selling? Like, uh, I guess... Uh, I guess it's only for the dumbasses who don't know anything, who, like, you know... Uh, and to go back to something Derek has brought up many times again, uh, just to go back to it again, Windblade and Victorian are bitching that, like, Megatron abandoned them, I'm like, no, he's doing shit. He's getting stuff accomplished, you dumb bucks. <laughs> so he, he went and did a thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean that's, that's the only positive thing I can say about this episode, is when Megatron came out and had the the Requiem Blaster deadlock on Predaking, I was like, oh, that's a pretty badass, like, Mexican standoff thing or whatever, where he's got it all charged up and ready to fucking fly. And, like, it, it's one of those things where you you know if he needed to, he'd fucking fire it off. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. You know, that, I mean, I don't know. That, that, to me, was a pretty cool Megatron moment. But, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know. I think Megatron gets a lot of fan aura in this but it's interesting oh, yeah. that they they pair him off they have him sort of do a a little mini skirmish with optimus primal but like i, I thought it was interesting because they they really played up to me it seemed like they played up the fact that optimus primal turns into a gorilla so to me it came across like if you were gonna look at it as we have been with these strange human personifications to the characters it's like megatron's are a really you know impressive imposing human being but optimus primal is like the size of a gorilla you know what i mean like and and like and then in the back of my head all i can think of is like you know beast wars where they're like floating around the you know the 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 corpses of the the guys in the ark and they're like like tony was saying kind of micromaster sized basically so i'm like what i mean i don't know the, the vibe i got out of this was like somehow the gods magically sent primal to guard the requiem blaster like i mean i don't know what that means exactly but like or or he was like always a transformer but he got anointed to be a protector or some shit yeah yeah something yeah yeah like i'm well like 
the the only reason he's in this series is because before they made it, they had that poll where you could vote for the next like prime, like like Hasbro put out that poll, and I, like I, it was like Optimus Primal, like uh, I forget there were like twelve yeah. choices, and they like narrowed it down to like three. But I remember like Thunderwing, like Shockwave. Yeah. Uh, uh, Star Saber, like all these like guys, like I think Hound was in the poll, like so, like any of those guys could have possibly shown mm. up in this episode. And, too, and for, but... for like Japanese moment, Star Saber would have been kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I probably would have gotten giddy over Star Saber. Yeah. And, and for the record, for for people who who bought the toy, I haven't, but uh, Optimus Prime Primal doesn't turn into a gorilla; he turns into a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's only part of a, a gorilla, yeah. I guess. But I don't know. Like, I guess, Derek, what you were saying, like, I guess I'm trained by this point by, like, the IDW comics to just expect Beast Wars characters to, like, show up as part of G1 now. So, like, and they'll be the same size as everyone that, else. That's so, totally fair. Like, I, yeah. It wasn't okay. weird to me. I did. I did. Once, once again, like, Megatron got all the best, like you said, the best moments and, like, the best lines in this episode where I think. When when he first shows up and he's like trying to awkwardly like talk to Optimus Primal, where he's like, you know, I sort of need that gun, so like, you know, let me borrow it. <laughs> we cool, bro. I'm just like need to borrow it. I'll yeah. give it back on Thursday. And hey, man, you want to borrow my copy of like Pacific Rim? I mean, you know, we're we're cool, right? <laughs> oh, one one thing I, I did want to bring up, I haven't brought up yet because they've shown it a couple of times. But I'm going to say, the, the Requiem Blaster is the most 90s cable-looking gun I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. Yeah, it, it just doesn't really impress me. I'm like, okay, I understand it's really powerful, but being an old-school Transformer nerd, I'm like, you know, like, and this is going to sound stupid to a lot of people, but like, I thought the Requiem Blaster made up of three space guys who, who you know, combine. <laughs> made of a three yeah, mini yeah. it's yeah. like it's a satellite and a, a like a space shuttle and a rocket gantry and that's what i want <laughs> but i i understand i understand this is a MacGuffin. it's supposed to just be a cool gun but i don't think it's kind of a cool gun um that, i was gonna ask like you mike especially like i know you, you've kind of gone into it um not so much ron perlman and i know Derek kind of said like his piece and you too justin like like the the full reveal of Optimus Primal, did it really hit you, or were you kind of like you know like? Eh. Well, I mean, there, there was no there was no surprise to it because Optimus Primal was on the very first poster yeah. for this series. So like maybe if they kept it under wraps, like it would have been shocking, but there it wasn't. It was like we we've got Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. Remember him? Like he's from that dumb Beast Wars yeah, show. Yeah. Or were you excited, Justin, for Primal coming back, or were you like, not this way? <laughs> yeah, not this way. Yeah, not like no, yeah, this. I'll, I'll, I'll echo the not like this because it again, like everything else in this, it kind of feels off. And I, again, I feel like I vicariously lived through Megatron, where I feel very awkward. You know, where I'm like, oh, oh, you're, you're here. You're that guy from Beast Wars. I like that show. You were pretty good on that show. Why are you here? What? Why are you? What, what? Can I have that gun? Can we just? Can we just ignore that? You? I saw you. And can we just keep going with this fucking inane plot so we can get it done, please? Like, can we? Oh, we have to fight. Okay. Okay. Fine. Can we? Can we make it quick? Can we? Can we just? Can we just get that out of the way, please, and That's, then and and move on? 
That's, like, that's how screwed up the plot priorities are in this show. They didn't find it necessary to show how Megatron convinced oh, yeah. Optimus Primal to, to like, get the most powerful hey, like, weapon ever. Hey, I'm ever. here. Next shot. I got like, it. Hey. <laughs> That that was that was unimportant. What was important was showing Volcanicus fall into a toilet it's bowl not or that whatever. They didn't show it. It's they're too fucking stupid to come up with something. Like they they just didn't they have anything. So they just they just left it out. Like it's like you don't leave something like that out if you had something available to you. They just they do a jump cut and then all of a sudden it's like, "All right. Uh, I'm super hip. I've got the fan aura." Like I'm, I'm the man. I'm Megatron. I convinced him. It's I cool. did it somehow. Everything's cool. <laughs> We're all right here. We're all fine. It's like, it's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, more conversation anyway. Let's me and on. my new best buddy. Yeah. Again, I, I do like callbacks to like Beast Wars. It'd been like great if like, yeah, you know, there's a fight and like Optimus Primal actually gets a good shot on Megatron. He like hits him against the wall, and he's like, "Do you really need the Requiem Blaster?" And Megatron just went, yes. <laughs> I think Megatron should have come out empty-handed and been like, like, Predaking, like, like, see what's behind this door. And then, like, he goes to the door and he opens it, and Optimus Primal runs out in, like, gorilla mode going, <laughs> Roar! and then jumps up onto Predaking's face and, like, just, like, a, like bear hugs his face. Also, why was Predaking just, like, I mean, I understand the Requiem Blaster was, like, you know, aimed at him. I get that. Like Derek said, this is a very verbose Predaking. He's just like, oh, I understand. Well, here's the situation. So, okay, I understand this. And I got this. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> like, see, uh, Marty at HR told me I would be getting the Enigma combination in my care package. And it's clearly my, my Decepticon employee ID clearly shows that I should be entitled to the Enigma combination. But you guys keep telling me, you keep referring me to other agencies, and I'm getting really frustrated, you know, because I'm not getting what is owed to me, the Enigma. I mean, clearly, it's it, you're taking it out of my Decepticon paycheck. The, the Energon credits have been deducted, so I should really, seriously, guys, I need the Enigma combination. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just having like a bad day. I mean, like, I, I hope you understand. It's just frustration, and like, that's why I'm just chasing you and trying to kill you. It's not personal. It's just, dude, man, like bills are piling up, and like the rents do. Uh, I, I, I've been, I've been, my, I've been in my combined mode for the past 72 hours. I can get a little <laughs> grumpy when when that happens, you know. But you know, they can't animate it separately. His, mo- his motivation doesn't even make sense, because he's like, I want the Enigma to survive the apocalypse. Shouldn't Megatron have been like, well, we're trying to stop the apocalypse, so, like, why don't you just kill <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, you're trying to stop the thing that's gonna kill me? Oh! You know what I, you know I kind of don't understand? Like, just for the purposes of conflict, it's like, the the Dinobots and, and Predaking, like, they have, like, no allegiance. Like, where, where did they Not come really. from? Yeah. Who are they working for? Like, why wouldn't Predaking listen to Megatron? Like, why doesn't he take his orders? You know what I mean? Like, like, or, 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 like, why, why are the Dinobots even like? I mean, I get it's kind of flimsy where they're trying to say, oh, we don't if, trust if, Megatron. If Perceptor has been around for so fucking long and so old, why don't the Dinobots know him? Yeah, yeah, or, or at least acknowledge, like, okay, they said Megatron's cool. 
you know, like, so we'll, we'll kind of put up with it or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Just see, it just seems like everybody's out for blood and they have no, you know, they've got no horse in the game or whatever, you know, like, and I was just kind of like, or horse in the race or whatever, you know, like, like, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> Megatron does. He just wants to end the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red King wants the Enigma because he thinks it's going to taste like a Cybertronian banana. That's that's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's that's your motivation. It's like it's, a, it's great Red flavor. King, what is my motivation? It's like you're hungry. Cow. you. <laughs> oh well. Uh, okay, let's move on. So. Episode 5, Athenium Sanctorum. The Dinobots, sans Grimlock, morosely trudged through Primal Swamp, debating whether it was wise to abandon their leader despite his decision to aid Megatron. From an overlook, they spot Overlord and Rodimus Kron, who are still searching for Megatron. Overlord is incensed, desperate for revenge against the one bot to ever defeat him, but Rodimus spots their observers. The Dinobots attempt to flee, but Overlord and Rodimus attack, taking them down in short order. Sensing through the Matrix of Chaos that they know Megatron's whereabouts, Rodimus tortures Sludge until Snarl finally admits they were headed for a library. Rodimus is possessed by the spirit of Unicron, who identifies the library as the Athenium Sanctorum. As a warning message, Unicron kills Sludge and returns control to Rodimus as he and Overlord depart leaving the other Dinobots to grieve. Megatron's party arrives in in the center of Cataclysm Tundra, though there seems to be nothing there. As Grimlock accuses Megatron of lying, Perceptor attempts to decipher the riddle they were given by the Vault, towards towards infinity from the center of the center. Windblade asks Optimus Primal why he would let Megatron have the Requiem Blaster after spending his whole life protecting. Primal replies that Megatron had sworn he would give his life to protect Cybertron, and tells her to look inside both of them to see the truth of his words. Perceptor realizes that infinity refers not to the Sanctorum's infinite knowledge, but to a point where two nearly parallel lines in the ground meet. Following the lines, they uncover another hidden door and enter inside. The group emerges in an enormous chamber, awed by both its size and the fact that Megatron was right. Perceptor accesses an information terminal and begins reading a log about the Requiem Blaster. According to the archives, following Solus Prime's death, the other Primes took back the blaster and Megatronus exiled himself, searching for a way to revive Solus. The blaster was sealed away in a vault in Primal Swamp, and the Primes assigned a series of righteous-hearted individuals to protect it, with Primal being its latest guardian. Perceptor begins searching the Sanctorum's databanks for information on Megatronus's master plan, but they are interrupted by the sound of Rodimus attacking, attacking Victorion, nonchalantly ripping off her head. Her, his vengeance finally at hand, Overlord lunges at Megatron, promising to make him suffer. To be continued. You know what this just, like, dawned on me? Like, this, you're describing all this, the parallel lines and stupid bullshit. Like, this all sounds like a D&D campaign that, like, an 11-year-old made because he thought it would be really cool. Because it's <laughs> like, oh, uh, there's, like, some parallel lines that meet, and then there's a magic door, and there's a magic gun, and there's a bitch, of, there's a bunch of, like, giant stupid people running around, and there's a girl who's, like, totally super strong and stuff, and... 
uh, Magic Library, and they're in the <laughs> Arctic, and it's gonna be really cool, guys. Made myself. Uh, yeah, you're 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 right. I know what I'd like. What like almost enraged me was like again like dumbass Perceptor, where he's like like I don't get it. What what's the deal with these parallel lines? And it's like oh they're they meet in the center. And then I'm like, that means they're not parallel lines, you fucking dingus. Yeah. Like, Do you not understand what a vanishing point is, you dumbass? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say the two things that are good and bad. Yay, Victoria got her head ripped off. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a long time coming. I, yeah, I, yeah. I felt like that was very cathartic. Like, that was that <laughs> right. moment where I was like, oh, thank God. Like, finally, <laughs> like, you know. Go away. <laughs> Uh, second of all, this is totally my G1 this coming out, and I'm sorry, but like no single Transformer or a pair of Transformers should be able to fucking kill a Dinobot. I'm sorry. Like the Dinobots are amongst the strongest Autobots, and yes, they can be killed. I'm not saying they can't, but for Overlord, who is not Overlord from G1, who is like a massive like skyscraper tall robot, he's a leader class, and Rodimus fucking up your anus. To like do this. No, no, not happy. Fuck you. Just got them back. I don't mind so much that they killed them. It's just they made them look like a bunch of pussies. Like like I, Yeah, they, they, away. they Yeah. Well they, they escalated they escalated what they did with Devastator and Menasaur. I mean, it's like now Overlord is giving Snarl like the 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 foot noogies like it's not even yeah. he's, he doesn't have him in a headlock he's got him like he's basically like grinding his boot into the dude's face and it's like you you take lovable characters nostalgic characters and you put them in a Walking Dead Negan situation and like Overlord yeah. is Negan and he's gonna bash you know, Glenn Dinobot's head in with a baseball bat. Spoilers, fuck off. But, like, you know, like, like that's... I don't know, man. Like, it, it's... It, like, the, for those characters... Like, the reason why we get up about Victorian is we have, like, no emotional investment or attachment, and we don't exactly. even think that it's a good character. In fact, the character's kind of annoying. I might, I might go to bat and say I'd be a little upset if they killed off Windblade in this, right? But I have no connection or even cares about victorian i kind of find her pious annoying and then on top of that it kind of annoys me that well she's essentially at the same power level or should be at the same power level as devastata and menasaur and all those other combiners right but yet computron and all these other guys get merely executed but meanwhile she's jumping off of fucking waterfalls or wherever the fuck they are in cybertron the luscious waterfalls on planet cybertron and all this bullshit and it's like she survived this long you know and it's like i was like oh finally like you know when 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 her head got ripped off i was just like oh thank god and like my favorite bit i i don't know maybe it's in the next episode but i'm just going to say it now cuz it was my favorite line that I, I gave out a hearty Derek gafahaha or whatever was I loved it when Windblade's like oh poor fucking Victorian like you know she was wonderful and and she was my friend and she will be missed and Megatron's like yes she will be missed like the rust between my fucking boot heels <laughs> yeah. like, you know and I was just like yeah. thank you thank you very much that's exactly and then once again I I vicariously. Have have excised my demons through Megatron in this fucking program. 
Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And like I said, it's not just because, you know, I, I am like a fanboy of the Dinobots. I do like the Dinobots, but I am actually not as big of a fanboy as a lot of people are. But the, the power levels, again, as Derek has stated, just so one-sided. It's like, no, you, you, you well, couldn't I, have them no, just leave. You but know? I don't. But I don't. I don't even think that's the point of it, really. Like I, I think what you said before crystallizes it for me because the way characters got killed in Transformers the movie, like it either happened so quick it caught you off guard and you couldn't believe it was happening, or even though okay, even though Ironhide gets his face blown off, like he still has that moment of hey, he's Ironhide, he's going to cling to Megatron's leg, and like he's still. Yeah, he's, he's still like, no. trying to fight, right? He's still hanging in there to the bitter end or whatever. And yeah, it's tragic and it's sad, but and, and Megatron blows him away like a bug on his shoe or something. But he's still going for it. And it's like, I mean, you know, I, I using my, my, you know, awful vernacular, like the Dinobots, not only did they get their wallet taken, but then they bent them over and butt raped them just, <laughs> just for kicks. You know, like it's it's like it's like they got they got prison raped in Oz. You know, like like on an HBO show or something. And it's like it, you're you're just kind of like there, there there seems it's weird. Okay, this is this is how it breaks down to me because and and yeah, to, it's total bias. We have the G one nostalgia and we care about those characters and we don't care about Victorian, right? But it's still Schadenfreude in both cases. Like there's some kind of twisted pleasure going on and it feels wrong and awkward because you care about Snarl and Sludge and the other, you know, Swoop and, and Slag Slug, whatever the fuck, right? You care about those characters. So it feels awkward and wrong when it happens and you squirm. You squirm in your seat because you care about the characters, and it gives you that that Walking Dead thing that people have because they they come to care about certain characters, and then when they get eaten by the zombies or get their brains bashed in or whatever the fuck awfulness happens to them, you sit there and squirm like you're watching that scene in Swingers where Favreau calls the girl in the answering machine like 500 times, and you want to fucking stop the pause the fucking movie because you're like this is horrible, I can't take it anymore. You feel a little dirty. Yeah, yeah. But then, conversely, when it's Victorian, it becomes this kind of weird celebration. Yeah, like, like, because you're just like, oh, thank God, like, you're, you're, you, now you're out of my hair, and like, this is great because I, I couldn't stand you this whole time. Not, not only do I not have any nostalgia for you, like, I actively dislike you as a character, and I'm glad you're being excised from the mythos. It's like when I used to write stupid fanfics where, like you know, curse would like murder all the wild pack or something like that. Cause I was like, Oh, you guys are a bunch of lame nineties morts. It's like the same, the same kind of schadenfreude and joy. I take in the nineties fake getting stabbed in the back. And I'm like, ha you were lame and everybody knows you're lame. <laughs> now you got stabbed in the back yeah. and, and here it is for the entire world to see like how lame you are. And like, that's what happened with Victorian here. Like I'm like, ha you got your head ripped off. I'm not even going to make any flimsy excuses about why do the other pious combiners like transform into robot mode and run away. I'm just, I'm just relieved that decapitating you, like solved all my problems in this. I, just, I was just thinking, like uh, when you mentioned Negan, now I was thinking, like you know, when Rodimus was torturing Sludge, like Overlord should have been like, he's taking it like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, and my thing is, is like you know, there is nostalgia and stuff like that, but the Dinobots 
are very popular. But it was it was actually very organic. Like we watched them on the cartoon and stuff. And yes, there's nostalgia tied into it, but they weren't pushed down our throats. Like in the cartoon, they tried to be kind of stupid and like didn't always do the right thing. And that was endearing and lovable. They had a character. Whereas Victorian, for the love of God, like either she's always right or she's really fucking super strong and she's going to like win the fight. And you don't want her to. And like you said, that, that that personality they wrote for her, not the actress's fault. You know, the person who did the voice have no hatred for you. But like Victorian was an insufferable character. But the Dinobots are lovable, even even in the current day. And it, it's it's you're supposed to feel bad when Sledge gets killed. But you're not. You're angry. You're like, they just killed someone I liked. If they made Victorian a character you could relate to. Or, you know, a character that you were, like, you know, sympathetic with, even with her short appearances of being just in this miniseries, like, I, you would have felt worse for her when it got, like, popped off. But her being such a terrible character is how she was written, you don't have that sympathy. Whereas, like, Sludge, everybody, like, it, like all, all uh, three of you guys, when you think of Sludge, you think of not the smartest Dinobot, but the most gentle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's his character. You know, he he's he's the gentle giant, and that's the sympathy, but also anger. And like, I don't like like you said, Derek. I don't understand what they were looking for with these deaths. Is like, especially with how gruesome they were. They were like, you know, a little over the top, like the Negan thing. But I know they're trying to make this more adult. That was the whole idea. They were trying to they were trying to cater to adult fans. But here's the problem: where when you do something that's really adult. But you write it like a twelve-year-old; it's not fucking entertaining. <laughs> well, there, there, there's adult, and then there's you know, quote unquote adult. You know, I, I, I yeah. you know, I've gone on record, and I say this repeatedly, and I, I don't know if this will make sense to anybody listening, but I mean, I, I think this is HBO Spawn levels of adultness, like not, not something that's genuinely adult, where it's got complex themes. It, it, it's and, adult, but it's not mature. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it, it's got the it's got the curse words, it's got the 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 unapologetic violence, but the, the, you know that that's that's where it ends. It's like it's it's cool because it's violent and or crass. Well, well, you know, well, well, well your your nineties parallel is actually correct. You actually know what a parallel is on like Perceptor. <laughs> <laughs> they run alongside each other. They don't meet. That's what parallel <laughs> means. The only thing I'd say to your commentary, Tony, is I mean, I guess, I guess, kind of like how Mike said, he kind of accepted the fact that like the the beast characters are kind of in scale with Transformers because of IDW. Like, I think I kind of took it at face value that like Rodimus fucking Cron, I hate that name. Anyway, so that 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 he was imbued with the power of Unicron. So I was just kind of like, well, I can, I can kind of believe somebody with the power of Unicron could kill a Dinobot. It's, I wasn't in disbelief that, that they had the ability to do it. I was just kind of like you were saying, I, you, you're more kind of dismayed and or angered that, that a character you're, you, you have nostalgic feels for was, was not only executed, but like executed in disgrace, essentially like that, yeah. that, that they, they were violated before they were killed, and you're just kind of like, oh, well, that's the kind of a, uh, you know, a slap. I, yeah. I, it, it, it's not a feel good moment, you know. It's 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 one of those things where it, it actually it actually kind of 
I don't know, like, like it, I, I don't know what to describe that, but I mean, I, I feel like that's why people go through those those things with shows like The Walking Dead, where, where some people get into it and it's tense and they they, they it captures them and they find it invigorating and they're they're entertained. They, they get a thrill, yeah. by it. But but after a certain point, I mean, it, it becomes it becomes a grueling thing. You know, like like yeah. like it, it, you you get put through the ringer, and and sometimes if you're trying to watch these things for escapism, you know, it's like that's that that's one of those things where I think people miss the point. Like it's like, oh look, we're so gritty and real. Like, isn't it great that like you know, fucking Rodimus Cron has slug in a headlock, and he's just he's just doing body blows to him, and it's like he's he's slowly killing the shit out of him. Isn't that so cool? And you're kind of like, not really, not really. <laughs> And that's one of those things where you're like, oh, like this, this just feels really, you know, like, like somebody's going out of their way to, to violate you. And and it's funny because you, you'd wonder like, do people that are fans of the newer characters feel that same sense of schadenfreude when they get taken out or not? I mean, you know, I don't know. I, uh, well, well, I mean, like, I, I, it's not a parallel. It's actually a direct contrast. Um, you were talking about Ironhide. One of the best death scenes, I think, in Transformers fiction, we all know what it is, Dinobot. And it's actually pretty gruesome. There, There's a lot of violence. and But man, he's just such a badass. And he, he gives it his all. And when he dies, yes, you're sad. All, all that, yeah, like, all that is earned, like, in Dinobot's case, yeah. Yeah, you don't feel like they treated him like a chump. You're like, we're going to give this guy a good send-off. Like, we're, we're writing the character off for a little while, but, like, we're, we're going to give him a moment of sh- Shine and and you know for Sludge, that's that's kind of like my thing where I said, oh, one man should take out Dinobot. Okay, that can happen, but it would would it would have been so cool if like Sludge, you know, transformed, pulled out his thermal sword, you know, like let's give one character a goddamn you know individual like character model. It's like Victorian's death was earned, but in the wrong way. Like we were all happy to see her die because she was annoying as fuck. Yeah. So like I don't know, Justin, do you have anything to say about this episode? Nope. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Just like, hurry, hurry, quickly, quickly. <laughs> so episode number six, countdown. In the halls of the Athenium Sanctorum, Perceptor can only watch as Rodimus Cron blasts Grimlock into an info terminal and crushes Optimus Primal beneath falling rubble, only to be jumped by wind. She attempts to appeal to her former comrade, but her words fall on deaf ears as he he attempts to escape her grip. Meanwhile, Overlord has Megatron pinned down and continually electrocutes him, but pauses as Perceptor holds him at gunpoint with the Requiem Blaster. While Overlord calls Perceptor's bluff, it provides enough of a distraction for Megatron to shoot him in the face with his fusion cannon and escape. Overlord splits into his vehicle components and engages in a tank-on-tank battle with Megatron. As Primal and Grimlock get back on their feet, Rodimus grabs Megatron from behind and tosses him into Perceptor, who drops the Requiem Blaster. Rodimus punches Megatron into unconsciousness, while Overlord turns back Windblade's fire to incapacitate her. Grimlock grapples with Overlord, but even the Dinobot proves too weak to overpower him. While the others are distracted, Primal grabs the Requiem Blaster and attempts to flee the Sanctorum, only to be blocked by Windblade. Despite her pleas, Primal declares removing the Blaster from the Primal Swamp was a mistake. As he runs off, Windblade accuses him of cowardice and jumps back into battle. Perceptor attempts to continue downloading information from the terminal as Megatron gets back up and starts fighting back against Rodimus. 
The two are evenly matched until Rodimus taps into Unicron's essence and pins Megatron underfoot. Overlord nearly finishes Grimlock before he is saved by a timely intervention from Windblade. With Megatron too weak to fight, Rodimus prepares to fire the final shot. Windblade attempts to defend Megatron, only for Rodimus to begin strangling her instead. As his hand tightens, she once again tries to reach the old Hot Rod, but Rodimus declares that Hot Rod is dead and tosses her body aside. Rodimus begins charging to fire at Megatron again, but Overlord insists that Megatron is his to kill. As Megatron struggles, Overlord gloats that his time has finally come, but Megatron stalls just enough for Optimus Primal, who is hiding in the shadows, to toss him the Requiem Blaster, and Overlord is engulfed in light as Megatron charges the blaster to fire. To be continued. Here's my question. Why is this episode called Countdown? There's no ticking clock at all anywhere <laughs> in this episode. It makes no sense <laughs> at all. I don't know. It makes no sense. This, this was actually one of the easier episodes to watch because it's just a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting. It's a, it's a long 10-minute fight. You know what, though, that pisses me off about it is, like, I, I feel like this should be semi-climactic or at least rising sure. action-ish because you're getting to, like, oh, the, these parts that have been separated and making bitches out of other characters in on the side are now finally having, like, a showdown, like a first interaction. Like, this should be one of the big action pieces of your quote-unquote film, if this was a film. But yet... Kind of like when, you know, Computron and Menacer are, like, falling from space, and it should be totally epic, but it's, like, somehow boring, like, with the Bill and Ted shit, where they're like, ah! Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna look at our clocks. Okay, we'll go back to screaming. Ah! You know, like, like I, I feel like all this fighting, it's like, it's like, how many times can, like, Rodimus Kron punch Megatron before it just becomes like, alright, like, I'm, I'm, he's still punching him. They're still... They're still punching. <laughs> it seems like a lot of people's like go to like melee move is sit on person and punch them in this yeah. series. Like yeah. it happens a lot. Now I did say that it was a good fight, Derek. I just said it was like a little bit quicker to watch because you don't have to really put your brain into it. Yeah, yeah, um, you don't have to think about a bunch of stuff. I mean, no, but I, I just I, I don't know. It's like it's disappointing because you'd think like, oh cool, like mo mo most people would be like, Cool, this is the action sequence. This is like the fight yeah. episode, it should be fun, but yet I would often find myself watching these and kind of just, I don't know, it, it's like, it can't be a good fight sequence if you find yourself getting distracted during it. Like, it's like, how does that, how does that happen? Like, why is this so boring? I can't even, I don't, I can't even comprehend why it is. It's like, is it because it's repetitive? Is it because it seems slow? Like, I, I don't know, just... It, it just feels like something that should, by all rights, on the page, be exciting. Somehow has all the life drained out of it. It's like that, that it's not. It's not exciting. It's like it's like that. It's like imagine if like I don't know the chase sequence in Bullet somehow I don't know was was boring. And you're just like, how does that happen? Like that should be that should be like the highlight. That that should be what people talk about and and take away from it. Like. Dude, did you see the moment? It's like, and then they did the fight, and man, he beat the shit out of Megatron, bro. And it should have been like, 
dude. And then, like, the fucking Primal does his monkey shit on the fucking tower, and he throws the fucking gun down, and then, man, Overlord, and then, boom! And it's like, yeah, and woo! But instead, I was just kind of like, eh. Woo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think... The Perceptor earned a shut up Wesley, like, right at the beginning, where he was like, could you not get, like, punched into the computer before I download everything? God. You know what I hated about that was, like, I I feel like they should have had him working on that download the entire time, because that was another thing that felt off to me, because he'd be, like, he'd be working on the download, he'd complain about it to people, and then when Rodimus was beating the shit out of Megatron, he would just sit there cowering off to the side, and I'm like, if he was working on the download, I could at least rationalize, like, keep him busy while I do this, I'm still doing something important, but instead, it's like, the download downloads itself, bro, what do you mean, like, like yeah, if, you're so, if you're so fucking concerned about the download being interrupted, why don't you help out instead of sitting here off to the side like a little fucking pussy? Like I don't I don't get it. Um, this episode actually brought uh, to forth uh, a couple of things I was going to ask each of you guys, and this has been kind of a, a tangent we've gone through the, throughout the whole series. And I guess this is the one where I was wanted to drop the bomb on. Um, obviously, you hate the name Rodimus Cron. Which is because it's a terrible name, but this whole evil Rodimus thing and all, because he's one of your favorite characters, and no, not, not really. Sticky ass, but yeah, yeah. Do you care? Not, yeah, not really. I mean, I mean, you know, like there's nothing. See, I don't. I don't. I mean, okay. So Overlord wants to get revenge on Megatron, and then he got he what? Wants told... to be big bad. Yeah. And then, and then and then Megatronus got told to stick the essence of whatever in Rodimus to make him Unicron, even though that doesn't make much sense. And then they all seem surprised that Unicron possessed yeah. Rodimus. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, and, and why is it, it Rodimus Cron, like the big bad instead of Overlord? Overlord is like calling the shots. He's telling this guy to do stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're asking, I guess you're asking like, does my love of Rodimus prime, like, somehow blur the lines for me with this and I think I I think it's still kind of crap like I mean I don't I mean I mean I guess every once in a while seeing him fire that stupid little cannon and blow away people I mean I I took some satisfaction that that you know Rodimus Cron was the one to decapitate fucking Victorion but but I mean even when he's pummeling Megatron it's just like you're just like oh man like like Megatron was getting things done. Maybe that's why the fight feels slow. Is because Megatron yeah. seems to be involved in all the forward momentum. And I'm like, what? Why are you fucking with the momentum, bro? Like, I want this to be over with. Like, yeah. And I, I just, I disagree, Tony. That tank on tank battle was like stupid as fuck to me. Like, they just shot each other from like two feet away and mi- were missing each other. Well, it was kind of a cool idea, though. I mean, it would like it would have been cool to see Megatron fighting both of like Overlord's like components or something, but instead he just you know the plane goes off wherever and the tank just sits there and they shoot at each other for like a couple like seconds and they miss it. They miss like at point blank and, range. And, and not to be like that guy, but like you know, if they went with Titans Return, Megatron turns to a tank and a jet. That'd have been kind of cool. Oh yeah, Just, well he turned he turned into a gun in a uh, Combiner Wars too, but that yeah. doesn't happen here. I think this is the only time Megatron transforms in this series too. So yeah, 
Uh, Mike, I was going to ask you, because I know you're not like a huge fan, but you did buy the Overlord figure like I did, and you did do a lot of upgrades to them. Like, God, Overlord sucks in this series. Just just not <laughs> a good character. That's kind of like shitty, like, frosting version of Overlord, I guess, where, like, I think... You know, we decided that they must have gotten his motivation from the IDW comics where he wants to beat Megatron and then but it's like we we never see like any flashbacks to that or get any context for we don't it. Know so why. it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah it's yeah. not really yeah. And then I sort of got used to the foghorn leghorn thing in this series, but like it's still not really what I expected the character to sound like. Me 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 and me and Mike here Clancy Brown coming from Overlord, not Actually, no, I, I hear Tim Curry coming from. Oh, well, yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, Megatron, you're such yeah, a bitch. Like, yeah. I was going to say, like, Derek, like, I almost feel like Rodimus being a bad guy is like an extension of, like, whatever, like, uh, rationalization they have where they're like, you know, well, everyone hated Rodimus, right? Oh, like, cause, okay. yeah, cause, okay. Because, like, even, yeah, like, if Megatron is your, like, sort of, like, focal point, like, voice of the audience or whatever, he's kind of, like, really dismissive of Rodimus. Yeah, yeah, he's got like, some like, junior prime and, like, prime, it, like, that I have to deal with. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of like they're scrappy doing him, I guess, right? Like, that he's... He's. Um, well, let me put it this way: like to to the writers of this series, Rodimus Kron is basically Dark Orko. I bet, like mm, that's mm. that. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. kind of thing they're going for. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can yeah. see that. Like that makes. He sense. got picked on. Now he's going to get his revenge. It's going to be cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, Justin. I know because of uh, past usernames. Uh, you enjoying uh, Grimlock getting bodied every fucking episode now? Just, just getting his ass kicked that that's good that that's fun no <laughs> yeah that's 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 Another really stupid of yeah. worms that was like opened up by this episode when rodimus calls out that megatron was once galvatron like and i was like and he got turned back i guess yes. and i was like wait yeah it's like, hey, like how that, did that uh, happen yeah even, even in Japan, they turn it back into Super Megatron or some shit. Yeah, like, but I mean, it. like, we're just expected to, like, accept that. Like, with no, again, no context and no, well, see, that, like... That's one know. of those things that sounds like, it's like, okay, well, they keep dropping Transformers the movie references. So, like, it, it fits with that line of of reference drop. But then if you think about the entire series... And how combiners were never introduced, and how they're pulling some things from the IDW backstory. Well, and then why, you're why sitting there going about Metroplex, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And you're sitting there wondering, like, well, well, in the IDW, like Galvatron is a completely separate character. So, yeah. like, then, but then, then you know, and then, and then you're like, oh, well, then. But then you're trying to tell me that Transformers the movie happened and like Prime, you know, has been alive and dead and alive and dead and alive and dead. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Megatron just fucking turns back into, you know, turns into Galvatron, turns back into Megatron. Like, oh, you 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 must be so awesome because you have some of that, you know, blood of Unicron flowing through you, eh, Megatron? And it's just kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. It, it just seems like that you know that wasn't anything well thought out, and it just it, it's more like instead of moving the plot along, it's like again, it, it's another one of those things where you're like scratching your head, going, "What? What is that? Is that like fan service? Because if it is, it's like it just kind of makes you do a record scratch and like halt and. 
kind of go what what like what? yeah and, you know another another fanboy moment for me you know like in the last battle like megatronus like you know confront, confronts like megatron is like you were galvatron you had the power of unicron and it'd been kind of cool it would take money so fuck it can't do it but like there's like a, a brief uh flicker where megatron's standing and he turns into galvatron but it's just like a, a visual thing mm. you know it's just like a, a flash yeah, and, and Megatron kinda, was like, you know, like I didn't want to be Galvatron anymore. You know, that would have been like, yeah, oh, okay, got it, got it, yeah. I, I kind of wondered if at some point they were going to try to have him turn into Galvatron in this because of that Galvatron toy, you know? And I was like, it kind of, uh, once that was dropped, I was like, oh, well, then is he going to turn into Galvatron? And then they, they don't even, it's like, you know, oh, That's here's, che- here's yeah. Chekhov's gun. We'll just leave it over here on the couch. And never use it, ever. But we, we talk about it, and you remember a really cool scene Chekhov picked up the gun and shot his own head off, but we're, we're not going to do it in this one. Like, it's no good. I'm saving my energy for the last episode. Like, some of this Galvatron, Megatron stuff, I'll probably talk about in that last episode. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Okay. Episode 7, Consequences. A shot from the Requiem Blaster rings out, carving a trench across Cybertron. In the ruins of the Athenium Sanctorum, the heroes look on as Megatron depowers the gun with no remaining trace of Overlord to be found. Megatron tells Windblade that her debt has been paid by saving him from Rodimus Kron, who now lies twitching on the ground. He thanks Optimus Primal for the blaster, who in turn thanks Windblade for setting him straight when he tried to run. As Grimlock pulls Megatron into a big hug, Windblade mourns the loss of Victorion. Perceptor arrives and reveals that the battle destroyed almost all the data in the Sanctorum, with the scientist only able to download a fraction of it. Using what information he gathered, he posits that Megatronus plans to use the Enigma of Combination to fuse the Matrix with the Requiem Blaster into a Doomsday device with Megatron believing it could drain the spark away from every Transformer in the universe. As if on cue, Megatronus appears, claiming his plan is an act of love, and Megatron realizes that his endgame has always been to resurrect Solus Prime. Before Megatron can fire the blaster, Megatronus swoops in and knocks him away, causing him to drop the weapon. Primal moves to defend the blaster, but Megatronus fells him in Grimlock. Before he can finish the Guardian off, Rodimus stands up again, the spirit of Unicron possessing him, and he declares the Matrix must be destroyed. With a single burst of flame, Megatronus knocks everyone away and grabs the gun, blasting off to put the final steps of his plan into motion. Windblade attempts to chase him, but he proves too fast, and she falls to the ground in despair as Rodimus speeds off after him. Grimlock suggests just letting the two villains kill one another, but Windblade insists that Hot Rod is still inside Kron somewhere. She is outnumbered, however, as the others concur that Rodimus may have to die to ensure their race's survival. Megatron suggests they head to Solus's resting place in the Well of Sparks, the coordinates of which they learned from the Sanctorum's data. Windblade suggests that Megatron lead them there, but he is reluctant to take charge of a suicide mission. Windblade insists, saying that he has led them well up to this point, and he finally acquiesces as the five march onward towards the rising sun. To be continued. <sighs> yeah, the Requiem Blaster uh, vaporized Overlord, but uh, didn't leave a scratch on Silas Prime. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, uh, Justin said that, you know, Far Cloud. 
I'm I'm going to bring up a couple of things. None of these characters have any good motivation in this episode. Like, like Windblade is suddenly like, Megatron, you've always been a good leader. You have totally said he's not the whole fucking time. Like, you, you've kind of yeah, distrusted no, him. Kind no of one's really him. been behind him, yeah. That's your whole thing. And then, like, Rodimus going after Unicron, like, Rodimus Unicronus going after, like, uh, Megatronus. And Grimlock, all fucking people say, like, let them kill each other. That's really fucking smart. Instead of two big bads, you only have to fight one. This is the episode that Derek mentioned where Megatron notes that he will miss Victorion like he missed Russ between his treads. Yay. Which, which is, yeah, yeah. Wibblade is all like, you know, I'll miss Victorion. She was so, like, you know, my closest friend and everything. And Megatron's like, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I won't. No one else will. Maybe you will, but we won't. Well, this, this is the episode, like, it's called Consequences, but this is where we get to where we do the Megatronus thing. You know, he's trying to, you know, find love again and all this stuff. And like Derek said, the last episode was, was kind of a, supposed to be, in many people's eyes, like what you would see in a culmination battle. It's like, this is supposed to be the big thing. You know, hey, they killed Overlord. Like, that was, that was like a big moment, supposedly fell flat again and this is like kind of like an epilogue moment but we still got you know three more fucking episodes and it's like do they know how to pace a story i'm still like i'm still confused like why megatronus was the one who unleashed rodimus but now they're like at odds yeah Yeah. like wouldn't he realize that unicron would have such intense hate for the matrix the thing that he needs to complete his evil wacky scheme that unicron whoever he's possessing would like interfere like shouldn't he realize this like come on oh also wouldn't like unicron be kind of like pissed off at the guy who killed him and uh, here's another thing that like i don't think we've mentioned yet but unicron wants to destroy the matrix but the Matrix isn't what blew him up in this, like, story. It was the Requiem yeah. Blaster. So shouldn't he want to yeah, destroy but, the Requiem Blaster? But, but suppose, see, this is why I think your head explodes, because they've made reference to Transformers the movie. Like, so so conceivably, both Wasn't those it the things happened. Like, conceivably. He's been destroyed twice. <laughs> he's been destroyed twice. I, like, I guess so. Like, like, I know that's like head, up, but he got better. <laughs> I, I know that's head splitting and head numbing. But what? It's just like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? what <laughs> it's like they clearly both of those things occurred because they make reference to both of them. This is like Good. trying to stick four robins into like five years of continuity. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Stop it. They don't know what fan service they want to give. They don't know if they want to do it for the movie and the G1 cartoon. They want to. They don't know if they want to do it for IDW. And most importantly of all, they don't know if they want to stroke their own ego with their fantastic story they're trying to write. They don't know which one they want to service. And they try to do it all at once, and it's just a fucking jumbled mess. But, like, you know, besides the earlier episode where Megatronus came off, like, kind of flat despite him doing a good job acting, the, the writing was poor. And, like, now it's, like, he seems like the stupidest person in the universe. It's, like, I'm going to go save Unicron. You killed me. I'm going to, like, take over the world. Cool. That'll help me. Uh, Give me a new body to inhabit. Then I'll try to kill you again. Like, cool. Is is that where you're supposed to say he's so far gone? Like, his entire... I mean, 
His entire goal doesn't make any sense, so why would the means by which he tries to achieve a goal that makes no sense need to make sense? Is that, is that, like, that? that's the only thing I can say about it, you know, like, like, it's like, it's like, if, okay, if my goal is to... Resurrect my dead girlfriend, basically. Is, yeah, if my goal is to resurrect my dead girlfriend, but it doesn't make sense that I team up with the burglar who I shot like last week, <laughs> like why, why, why is that a like why is that a problem? Like, like you know, like it's like they both don't make sense. So who cares? Like clearly, I'm clearly I'm like fucking Daffy Duck and Warner. But I'm just like woohoo! Like it's like, dude, burglar, come on, let's go do this. Like help me resurrect dead girlfriend. Woo, hey, woo, woo. hey, I shot you. You want to help me? Sure. <laughs> and then and then, and then and then I can I can be like, wait a minute. You totally betrayed me, and you want to destroy the 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 flower pot that's going to bring my dead girlfriend back to life. Like, what? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the fact that he's scared of the flower pot because the flower pot got dumped on him in some other movie, not this <laughs> movie, which I shot him with a gun. I also like that. Uh... Perceptor's all pissed off that well not pissed off but he's like oh I didn't get to I only downloaded like a tiny scrap of that information in the thing but thankfully it's a it's a scrap that's useful enough to tell them where to progress the plot to it's the best scrap ever yeah yeah Yeah. you think it's like you you think if you were wading through like the infinite sea of all the knowledge in the universe that like you know when you were looking through the search engine it would like you know you'd have to search a little more thoroughly than like just like the surface like scan or whatever <laughs> he's like it's like what 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 information did you get in there perceptors like looking at his data pad or whatever and it's like how to resurrect victorian and he's like nope didn't find anything he also searched for why are there swamps on cybertron <laughs> <laughs> why are there swamp land why is there a, a north pole on cybertron uh <laughs> or a, ar- an arctic circle on cybertron What's weird is the guy who resurrected me is the guy who killed me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Perceptor's Perceptor's like, like, I didn't get any useful information, but like Rodimus Kron's Instagram account says he's headed towards this. (laughs) Okay. Is is there anything else about this episode? Because it's kind of like a pointless episode. You want to move on? Yes. I I just want to It is filler. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to convey my head literally hurts right now, so just, it literally does. I'm, I'm, dr- I'm drinking faster now. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm, uh, I'm gonna take some some self medication after this. Like my head hurts. Let, okay. Let, let me just say this, guys. All right, let's go ahead. All right, episode eight, collision course. Following Perceptor's guidance, Team Megatron descends deep into the heart of Cybertron via the labyrinth of tunnels, their journey made difficult by the constantly shifting paths before them. Optimus Primal muses to himself of how much he has yet to learn about Cybertron after years of in isolation, but Grimlock and Megatron grow impatient. Perceptor warns if they take a wrong turn, they risk being lost in the labyrinth for millions of years. The tunnels shift once more, and Perceptor leads them in deeper. In the Well of Sparks, Megatronus reappears before his Doomsday device, which already bears the enigma of combination in the Matrix of Leadership. His victory at hand, he places the Requiem Blaster into the device and it begins powering up, drawing the energy of all the Well's accrued sparks. 
A wave of energy streams down the hallway towards Perceptor's team, who become weakened as it takes effect and drains the power from their sparks. Perceptor re reveals his readings showing that the effect has spread across Cybertron, and Transformers everywhere are being drained. Running out of time, the team slowly get to their feet and press forward. As Megatronus watches in glee, Solus Prime's form begins to take shape. This comes to a sudden end, however, thanks to a shot from Megatron's fusion cannon. While the former Decepticon leader gives the others their orders, an enraged Megatronus shoots down Windblade, but she is barely saved from destruction by Primal. The Guardian gets into a fistfight with Megatronus, whose arm is restricted by Grimlock's jaws. Megatron, however, continues to stare at the well as he waits to Perceptor's confusion. Unable to pull the relics free from the machine, Perceptor watches as Solus begins to manifest once again. As Solus is confused by her current state and her violent surroundings, Megatron introduces himself and explains Megatronus' motivations, refusing to let himself or anyone else die for Solus' resurrection. Seeing her before him, Megatronus frees himself and burns Windblade, Primal, Grimlock, and Perceptor in massive columns of flame. As he approaches Solus, he turns back towards the others and prepares to finish them, only for Megatron to move into his way. Megatronus taunts Megatron, calling him a failure and a disgrace, but Megatron refuses to back down despite his weakness. Unfazed, Megatronus aims his flame blasters at Megatron, but the two are surprised by the sudden arrival of the Unicron-controlled Rodimus Kron, who grows into a more powerful form. To be continued. Like, Solstice is confused? Welcome to the club, honey. <laughs> like, Megatronus is just like, you know, Solstice, are you okay? Are you okay, Solstice? Solstice, are you okay? <laughs> when Rodimus gets his next form, which looks like his toy, like... His mouth doesn't move? Like, what's up with them not wanting to animate <laughs> yeah. his mouth? Like, he actually has a mouth now, and they don't even animate it. Yeah. Yeah. So my, 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 my mustache is split now. <laughs> but like Derek said, like, Solus just, like, showed up and being like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, okay, okay, maybe Megatron is our, our voice of, like, you know, sarcasm, but Solus is, like, our voice of, like, reality. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> now, what's a, a, a stupid part? Is when, like, that machine turns on, and it starts, like, draining all our energy, and then, like, Perceptor's like, oh, this is happening all over Cybertron, and, and, and to show that, we get a shot of uh, Mr. Personality, Emissary, looking <laughs> like, like, oh, like, he's draining the power, so yo! Like, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> it's like, they, they, they had, a, Megatronus had a green candle or something for him, but... <laughs> Not, not to be that guy, but there's like there's like twenty people on Cybertron, yeah. so is yeah. it that big no, of a loss? Like that say, you know? plot point never comes up again. Like as soon as they enter that chamber, they're back to full strength. There's nothing draining their sparks or anything. Like, and I don't I, like I can't recall if there was anything that ever stopped it from happening, or like if it was supposed to be like a you know a thing that only happens sometimes or what. But like I don't know, like plot convenience. That's yeah, I don't know. It. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just because it's yeah, it's, it's just dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like is that like the whole goal is to make this shit so fucking stupid that like by this point I've like I've long since checked out. Like I fucking got out of the car and just fucking mucking through the desert now. Like I just don't care. Like I'm just I, I've <laughs> had it. Like I'm going home and I'm, you're not I, even I supposed. Yeah, it's like you're not supposed to question the plot holes yeah. at this point. Yeah, at this point there's like so many of them that it just. It's not even. I mean, it's it. It's it's like asking like, 
why does the sun come up? You know, like, it's just crazy. Okay, here's here's the quality of writing in this series. Uh, the quality of the humor. And I didn't even notice this until I read it on the wiki, but... Um, according to Windblade, I'll just read the note from the wiki. According to Windblade, Grimlock has asked, are we there yet, 418 times at the start of the episode. He then asks twice more afterward, and 418 plus 2 equals... Oh my god. <laughs> Pot joke. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, uh, play the horn. That is the quality of the humor in this show. Well, clearly, since there's a swamp on Cybertron... They were all showing <laughs> gigantic doobies when they wrote this. And, yeah, I mean, clearly, right? Like Maybe they're saying you have to be, like, smoking pot to, like, enjoy this. Or or at least tolerate it. I had to drink half to enjoy it. That's, so, yeah, that's, why, that's why there's so many plot holes, because they expect you just won't notice them by this point, because you'll be, like, so blazed that, you know, it, it won't be a thing, you know? <laughs> Dude, that guy is like shooting fire. That's a that's a dinosaur. This is fucking great. <laughs> She's like a ghost, and she came out of like this giant hole of sparks. Like, whoa, is like Solus like the planet's vagina or something? Like, whoa. Like she's like totally like Aya from Captain Planet. That's fucking great. It, 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 it like. It's funny because we we were like we were trying to be positive. We're like, you know, this is a little bit better than the last two. But man, these last couple episodes they really bring back the shit, don't they? Just, they just... Well, but, I mean, I guess my positivity was more in terms of just the production value. That like it, it, it basically like it like I'm not I'm not seeing any of those like slow motion star scream transforms with things that don't the audio not syncing properly. I can, I can, it's like, it may be dumb that, like, you know, the the whole entire plot that Megatronus has, but every time Mark Hamill speaks, I can hear him and understand what's going on. You know, it's not like they recorded him or Ron Perlman in a bathroom with some napkins or whatever with the script. The, the, the script. from uh, Rodimus Cron is not bad. Like, you can yeah, hear him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know one of our major things was, like, why is Judd Nelson ready bathroom and all the other ones? And it's like, I don't... It doesn't sound like that to me in this one. Like that's all I meant. I meant technically, there there was some level of improvement in this. That that it, and 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 it's one of those misleading things. It's like it's like when a toy goes on sale and it's like at some overpriced store, so then it actually has like the standard expected retail price. It's kind of like that. The entire series should have been this competent in terms of technical prowess, but yeah, yeah. This is the first time where I felt like it was just standardized is all. But, I mean, I, I, I still think that they're, I mean, the, these are supposed to be the climactic episodes. And I, True, I, felt, yeah. I, I felt my attention, my focus was not, I was not engrossed by this. Like, I was not no. compelled to watch anything. Like, it was just like these people were going through the motions. And, I you know, I mean, even at this point, I don't even know if, like, any sardonic comments from Megatron would have even got back into it. Cause at this point he's just kind of like, fuck this. Like, let me, let me die. Like I've had it. Like <laughs> to go with Justin's like D and D analogy from earlier. It's like, okay, well like it's a, let's say it's a video. It's a role playing like video game. Like while all the other members of his party are like breaking open barrels and like getting like, you know, coins and whatever, 
Megatron knows exactly where to go where next plot like event will happen and just waits there. Like it's literally <laughs> what he does in this episode. Yeah. He's like, Look, like I gotta go talk to Solus, like, and she's not gonna talk to me until like we reach a certain minute amount in this episode. So I'm just gonna stand there, like you guys make asses of yourself like somewhere else. We have to, like, wait, we have to wait for the real time event. It it sounds it sounds like what you're saying is Megatron is you playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance and all these other Nimrods are the AI that keep like yes. running in like the wrong direction and like you know like Storm would like float over to side and you'd be like come on Storm like we've got to go to the helicarrier stop yep. fucking around that's exactly and and like Rodimus Kron was like a Johnny come lately but once he entered the cutscene like he leveled up and like evolved into his next form basically one of the things that I really don't like about these last few episodes is Megatronus and both Rodimus Kron, they totally have that boss fight feel. Like, as soon as you think you got the beat, nope, powering up. You know, I, I got this other power. Fuck you. And it's like, that's fun in the fighting game, but it's not fun in the story. You you have to, like, sit your, your, your limit. You know, it's like, I can beat you. But it seems like every time they get close, it's like, nope, I got, I got more power. Watch this. Until, like, you know, the cutscene where it's like, oh, I lost all my power. Why? Cutscene. You know? I mean, doesn't this whole thing feel like a bunch of really long, awful cutscenes from a video game? It does. It does. If, if this was a video game, people might even be more accepting of this story. Because it's like, well, the gameplay was good, but the cutscenes are kind of lame. But whatever. As long as the gameplay is good. But it's like a bunch of shitty, like, PlayStation-era cutscenes that are just taken at face value with no, like, good gameplay in between them or anything. But, but yeah, but, yeah, like, imagine, Mike, uh, what Derek had posited earlier about something. Imagine, like, you see the, the Megatron scene where he walks in and he confronts uh, Primal, and instead of just cutting to that scene where he comes out the Requiem Blaster, we get to play Megatron fighting Primal. Yeah, the, like, that's, that's how it would work. Like, yeah. You'd be like, well, the gameplay is awesome, at least, but, you know, the story is just kind of, eh. Eh. Yeah, very much so. One last thing I wanted to mention was a dumb line where uh, I forgot, like, when Megatron, like, uh, appears in front of Megatronus, like, Megatronus, like, drops this line where he's like, Don't you know that when you play with the gods, you die? It seemed like he was, like, setting up for some kind of clever, like, metaphor or something. Like, if you play with fire, you get burned. But it's like, if you play with the gods... You die. Like that's that's all the punchline. Do you know what happens when a cyber toad gets hit by lightning in the swamp of Cybertron? <laughs> yeah, it dies. <laughs> you know what? Same thing that happens to all the other cyber toads in the swamp in Cybertron. It all makes me two. think of the Mortal Kombat two thing where the characters like Mother, yes, you will die. What? <laughs> you will die. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Or anyone else have anything? I'm happy to move on. Forward. Tally-ho. Forward. All right, episode nine, Megatronus Unleashed. Unicron, now in full control of Rodimus Kron's body, wastes no time in firing on Megatronus, repeating his intention to destroy the Matrix and snuff out the last remnants of Primus, including the remaining 13. Megatron steps out of the way as Unicron lunges towards the Matrix, but Megatronus refuses to let himself or Solus go down without a fight. Despite the intensity of Megatronus's flame blasts, they prove largely ineffective against Unicron. As the flames surrounding them finally die down, Grimlock, Primal, Perceptor, and Windblade collapse to the ground. 
Unicron begins to return fire and engages in a fist fight with Megatronus. Seeing his chance and beckoned to do so by Solus, Megatron fires on Megatronus' doomsday device, damaging it and causing Solus' spirit to be disrupted. Megatronus takes notice and downs Megatron with one shot, but this leaves him open for an attack by Unicron. While the two gods grapple, the rest of Team Megatron slowly gets to their feet and begins attacking the device despite their nearly diminished energy. Refusing to lose Solus again, Megatronus blasts Unicron into the wall, critically damaging him, and runs to stop them. Despite his shots, the team right themselves quickly, and Windblade realizes that all the fighting has begun to weaken Megatronus. Despite the Fallen directly firing upon them, Primal continues to try and pull the Matrix loose from the device as Solus pleads with her lover to stop. The Matrix begins to interface with Primal, and Solus finally begins to fade as the Requiem Blaster and Enigma are released from the device. Refusing to listen to Solus, Megatronus charges again and fires, but Primal holds the Matrix aloft, and its power creates a shield around the four heroes. As Primal negates every one of Megatronus's blasts, Perceptor reveals that the Matrix has chosen him. Primal plugs the Matrix into his chest port, and a bright light engulfs him. The others watch in awe as the light fades and Primal emerges in a gigantic new body. Though at first they mistake him for Optimus Prime, the Matrix has rechristened him Optimal Optimus, and dubbed him the protector of all sentient beings. Despite his injuries, Unicron gets to his feet and lunges at Optimus, knocking him to the ground and repeatedly assaulting him. Seeing the Enigma and Blaster lying unattended, Megatronus makes a run for them, but is tackled by Perceptor, Grimlock, and Windblade. As Unicron's punch is slow, Primal catches his fist and fires a massive beam that sends everyone flying, including Unicron. Neither of the two stand on the ground for very long, though, and they both jump and punch at each other, their fists colliding in midair. To be concluded. I think by this point, like, my head had completely, like, checked the fuck out of this entire <laughs> fucking show. Like, I, if, if, if I was desperately, like, trying to maintain focus, you know, and, and keep my attention span, it, it's almost like you were describing it, and I was like, what? I don't, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember any, any of that. Like, I don't, I don't remember anything. And, and by the way, um... Anybody who's a fan of toys, uh, you know, especially Beast Wars, Optimal Optimus does not really look anything like Optimus Prime. I mean... He's got the same shaped helmet, basically, but otherwise it. his, his yeah. colors are all different. Yeah, so... I was honestly impressed that he even showed up as Optimal Optimus, because I was like, well, they're not going to have the money to animate that, but I was like, oh, hey, he did become, like, Optimal Optimus. So, like, I guess that's okay. Like, but, 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 I mean, do you agree he got nerfed in, like, the first five seconds? Like, why would you do that? Primal did it to... Megatronus last episode, and then Unicron does it to Optimal Optimus this episode. The time-honored technique in this show of uh, the sit on someone and punch them foo. I think Derek and I are secret brothers at this point because I kind of echo what he was saying earlier. Like, don't remember that. Don't remember that. I'm like, I remember Optimal Optimus showing up, and then I don't remember the rest. I'm like, I like I watch this all ten episodes today. In one sitting, as yeah. much as I wanted to, I didn't get up and make a sandwich. I didn't feed the cat. Like I didn't pause the video and check my email or do anything else. Like I sat and watched every episode 
from beginning uh, to Gus, end. Gus and the sandwich was more important. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it because it's just like they fight and then a thing happens and then they fight and punch and they're on fire and a thing happens and they fight and punch and I'm just like, okay, but I don't really remember that. That's like Mike saying earlier, like uh, Predator King dies. I'm just like, what? No, he didn't. Like, I just watched this. He didn't die. Like we talked about, I'm like, did he like, did I just instantly block it out or, or what? Cause I was watching it and paying attention. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I totally fed five cats while I was watching this, so, like, I, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I, I was like, not only was I checked the fuck out, but I, I, I was checking my email and doing all kinds of other stuff as well. And and, and that's probably part of the problem. This this is know. the difference between a show like Iron Fist and, and Discovery. Most of the shows, and you can get pissed off or angry at how they're presenting stuff, but you still want to watch it. You're kind of invested. You're like, ooh, I want to see what happens. I want to see if they fix this. Or make it better. This you 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 kind of stop caring if they can fix it. You're like they're not going to fix it. They're not going to try. They're not going to do anything. I don't care. And like those those franchises, you actually care about. You know, even DC, you care about DC. You like want them to do better. But with like the Machinima, like like Transformers as a whole, I care about. I love Transformers. In the series, yeah, you you stop caring really fucking quick. It's it's just seeing. Once again, like throughout this entire installment, it's like Megatron lets the others handle the raid bosses while he sticks around to the point where he knows if he destroys this one thing, the level will end. He's like, I don't he's like, I know that I'm going to get more experience points for just destroying this like one thing. Like, so you guys fight those like impossible bosses and I will like just sit here like I'll use Medio at the end. You know? I, I sort of have to ask for me and Justin because we're check the fuck out like at this point i guess we are smoking doobies or whatever the fuck because we don't know what we were like me me and justin are like what the fuck is going on bro and like literally (laughs) mike what the fuck is going on bro like what like what did megatronus accomplish anything did he bring no it's like that machine keeps trying to bring solus back but someone shoots it and then it stops doing it and then megatronus shoots whoever shot it and then Megatronus gets shot by Unicron, and then they shoot Unicron, and then Unicron shoots Megatronus. <laughs> so and they, all just, dog, they all dogpile on... Like, it's just kind of Benny Hill bullshit at the end yeah, of the like, Yeah, like, currently closest, they dogpile and start, like, taking their wallet, like, basically, and then, yeah. Basically, they're playing a game of keep away with resurrecting my dead girlfriend, is that what you're trying Al to say? Potato. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uni- wait, okay, let's see. Megatronus wants Solus, Unicron wants the Matrix... Uh, Megatron sounds wants like such a shit comedy. Like, yeah, <laughs> he wants her, but she wants it. But this <laughs> chaos god wants the freaking life force of the Transformers. And meanwhile, oh who will get with Megatron is like Jason Lee making swarmy comments the whole time, and he's the only guy you fucking like. It's a very messy event. Like, well, you've got three separate fact four separate factions of people or yeah like people pulling at like you've got megatronus unicron like windblades people and then solus who all all four of them have four different goals i mean essentially other than that we just have a, like a superficial moment of like i don't know uh, uh, uh easter egg are they trying to echo the optimal optimist stuff from beast Wars season three like, I mean, that's essentially what they're going for, but then he immediately gets kind of slapped down. On his ass, yeah. yeah and then, so it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, remember this cool bit from this series you actually liked? Awesome! Now we're going to go back to the 
you know, the, the he said, she said currently in progress. You know, like, look at this Benny Hill bullshit where they're playing keep away with the... I don't know, somebody's dolly or whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, more it, or less. It, it, as much as they wanted to make Optimal Optimus slash Optimus Primal a really big figure in this and make him like seem important, he totally seems like he could sat on the couch for the whole fucking thing and just been like, here's Record Blaster, I'm going to watch some videos. Because he really doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I don't know, like... Like, I, I think I was just kind of impressed that they animated him at all. So I was just <laughs> kind of like, I, I kind of like. I saw him. He, he looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wow. They actually made a. The, they spent the money and made an animation model for him. Like, wow. Okay. They clapped, well, they clapped when I saw Optimal Optimus. Optimal Optimus. <laughs> hey, yes. Well, I, I know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> That's a toy. <laughs> okay, uh. should I bring this? Should I bring this home now? Yeah. Okay. Now, now, Derek and Justin, I know you're tired, but pay close attention to this summary right, because right. there's probably a lot of stuff you don't even remember happening in it. I remember this episode. I have a lot to say about it, actually. Okay, okay. I, I will read the summary. Saga's end, thank God. Like, why would... Uh, I'll talk about that later, but, the, like, the, the shitty episode titles, like, Saga's end. It's like, show end now! <laughs> like, let, 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 who, who... You don't name an episode like a term used to describe a television show like saga's end like the best, it's the like best show title end the best now. title yeah. bad thing over now yeah bad thing over now toy like, commercial yeah i don't okay well here's the summary optimal optimus and unicron still in control of rodimus cron continue to grapple as the team struggles to stay standing Megatronus, furious at them for ruining his plans, takes aim with the Requiem Blaster. Before he has a chance to fire, Predaking drops down from above, having been called from Megatron and intent on taking the Enigma of Combination. He lands on Megatronus, stunning him, but the Fallen Prime knocks him off as Solace Prime continues begging him to stop. Optimal begins to overpower Unicron, and Windblade and Grimlock attempt to restrain him, as Perceptor declares they need to remove the Matrix of Chaos. Optimal pulls Rodimus's chest open over Unicron's protests and begins pulling it free. Her time running out, Solus beseeches Megatron to help her, though he refuses to sacrifice his spark for anyone. Predaking loses track of Megatronus after a beam struggle, giving him an opportunity to grab the Combiner by the throat and decapitate him. Seeing Megatron about to fire the blaster at Solus, he throws Predaking's severed head, drawing the former Decepticon's attention. Using the power of the gathered sparks, Solus becomes gargantuan and pulls Megatronus against her. She rails against him, pointing out all the suffering and death his actions have caused in spite of his intentions, and pulls him down into the well of sparks. An enormous blast of energy fires from the well into space, dispersing the gathered sparks across Cybertron and throughout the universe. Perceptor explains that these sparks will bring life to a new generation of Transformers. As the light fades, the Matrix of Chaos brims with Unicron's spirit, demanding Megatron return to his side as Galvatron. Despite the other's protests, Megatron takes hold of the Matrix. Its dark energy leaves Rodimus, returning him back to Hot Rod, who explains that Unicron needs a new host for the Matrix. Megatron tries to resist Unicron's control, but Unicron is insistent, ordering him to kill the others and destroy the Matrix of Leadership. 
Windblade insists that they must help him, but Optimal only sees one possible option and aims the Requiem Blaster at Megatron. Despite Windblade's protests, Megatron admits he can't hold off Unicron much longer and refuses to allow anyone else to control him. Bidding him farewell, Optimal fires at Megatron, leaving no trace behind of him or the Matrix of Chaos. But as the others grieve, they are shocked as Optimus Prime himself emerges from the well, restored to pristine condition. Prime explains that the Megatronus' defeat freed his spark from being tethered to the well, which Perceptor deduces was the result of his connection to the Matrix of Leadership and the lineage of the Primes. Unfortunately, the other sparks taken by Megatronus and his machine appear to be lost forever, leaving no way to revive the dead, and they all take a moment to quietly reflect on Megatron's sacrifice. In the aftermath at the Primal Basilica, Prime states his approval of the Matrix's choice of Optimal as its new bearer, having taught him all he needs to know to lead Cybertron. Optimal asks what has become of their friends, and Prime explains... Windblade is now the Magistrate of City Speakers, guiding those who communicate with the Titans. Hot Rod is still in recovery, and while his physical wounds may heal, Optimus doubts the emotional scars ever will. Perceptor has taken to both studying and guarding the Enigma of Combination and the Requiem Blaster, and Grimlock has returned to the Primal Swamp to mourn the pass of Sludge with the other Dinobots. Optimal declares that he intends to lead their species into a new age of peace and prosperity, and Optimus agrees to support him in Cybertron. As they walk off, neither of them notices a flash of purple light, signaling the presence of an unexpected visitor, the ghost of Starscream, who ominously claims that he will be there as well. Except he won't, because this is the end. Goodbye forever. Okay, so this episode is 100% complete bullshit. Let me start with Megatron, okay? So, cool, they're going to bring in Galvatron, and he'll have to, like, sacrifice himself. Even though he won, he'll have to, you know, take this hit, return to evil, go away. But no, they kill him, stupidly, and I don't get it. Like, why didn't they just shoot the Chaos Matrix itself? Like, he could have lost his hands, and they would have built him new hands. But no, like, he points it, like, uh, Optimus points it, like, right at his chest. And seeing it at the Matrix, and then he's vaporized, which, again, like, Solus makes no fucking sense. But anyway, it's also, like, kind of tonally wrong, especially when Optimus Prime comes back to life out of the fucking blue. And that doesn't make any sense. Like, did someone drag his corpse down there or something? It's like, oh, my spark was released. Well, that doesn't, like... Like, how did your body get fixed, you moron? Like, what are you even doing down there? So He was reborn out of the spark vagina. <laughs> and then, like, so Rodimus, like, okay, he gets to go back to being Hot Rod, but then in the epilogue, they're like... But he's oh, emotionally scarred for life, yeah. He's so damaged. Well, like, why didn't they just kill Rodimus if, like, he was going to be, like, so damaged? And then, like, Megatron could have, like, had his happy ending, and, like, he'd, like... The, the guy who's, like, in charge of all these stupid moron idiots maybe could put him on the right course, but, like, they didn't do that either. It doesn't make any sense. Like, after, okay, when they kill Megatronus, like, everything up to that point, while still stupid, makes its own stupid sense. But, like, after he's dead and they start to be like, oh, we got to kill Megatron, 
like everything after that is complete horseshit. Especially the little like wink at the end is like it's Starscream's ghost. Isn't that cool? No, it's not cool. Like it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll just laughs> so like the movie callbacks where they're like, you know, I belong to nobody. You're supposed to be like that's so cool, but it's not. It's not cool at all. Like quoting the movie, <laughs> quoting the movie, like that's so like two thousand. That's over. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, well, qu- yeah. Quoting it poorly is the problem because he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about poor or whatever. It's like it's it's just quoting something to quote it. Like remember uh, when we said that in the movie? And it well, was- now now we're saying it again in a different context, but kind of the same context. And then yeah, and I, I don't know. I thought maybe it was just me. Like, but it sounds like I I feel the same way Justin does. Like, where I was just fucking. It's like they go through all this bullshit and all this sacrifice and all these people are dead or decapitated or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like. Hey dog, I'm Optimus Prime. I'm back. I'm in the hizzy house, and they're like, "Hey, what, what's going on, Prime? Like, since you came back, does that mean like all these other favorite characters that got butt raped can come back too?" No, um, no. Um, no, no, sorry, dog. Just, just me, dog. It's only. Oh, th- this is really, this is really this awkward. This is totally no. awkward, but I'm yeah. the only one important enough. All these other characters that were horribly, horribly butt raped, like, no, they're. They're still butt raped. They're, they're still dead. Um, they let you get to come of, back. No. Kind of no. awkward. And, and and what I would have really liked is, and, and, and what, how did you come back? Why are you back? Like, yeah. what, 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 how did, you, I mean, it's not just me, right? Like, they did, this is like that sequence where Megatron walks in the room with Optimus Primal, and then they cut to him coming out of the room with the gun, right? Like, it's it's the same thing, right? Like, they, they, Prime was dead. Prime was dead. And then, there, and then there's a scene where they're like, Dude, bro, you just got elected president of Cybertron, Optimus Primal. Way to go. Hey, bro, are you sure you don't want to be president of Cybertron? Keep the Matrix, but I will totally have your back in case any political shenanigans occur. And then to... I'm the ghost of Starscream! I'm the ultimate political machination! <laughs> what? 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 Uh, what the fuck just happened? Mike read it again, and I, like I said, I watched the stupid thing. I still don't remember Predaking getting yeah. decapitated at yeah, all. I don't, I, I don't remember. Yeah, he, got, I, yeah. he got bodied. It's a, it's a stupid-ass scene where he's fighting Megatronus... Then there's a shot from his perspective where he's like looking around and he can't find Megatronus, and then Megatronus pops up like the friggin' pterodactyl that scared the shit out of Derek oh. when he was playing Turok. <laughs> he was like, or Holy whatever. fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like he just rips Predaking's head off and then throws it at Megatron. Yeah, that's a lot of that, was, that was that was King Kong, by the way. But yeah. Like, oh, okay. Whatever. Like, whatever you shit. say. Yeah, but that, that's pretty much what that that scene reminded me of. I was like, oh yeah, Derek said that. Told that story before. My thing though with uh, the transfer of the movie is like that seemed kind of hopeful. This doesn't seem hopeful at all. Like it's depressing. Yeah, he's like, Hot Rod is fine, except for the crippling emotional yeah. scars, which will render him a gimp for the rest is, is of his just, life. Wait, like, is that yeah. just me? Like, did they literally, like, not draw his face? Like, is he, like, the yearbook photo, like, somebody scratched out because they don't like him? Do <laughs> yeah. they hate yeah. Hot Rod that much? Like, they totally, like, scratched out his yeah. yearbook photo? Even, like, right before, like, they fade out of the scene in, like, the Well of All Sparks, he's like, holy scrap, I need a vacation. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like, you know. I, I would say, like, you know, in, in my eyes, like, Justin put forth a really good explanation of this episode. 
there's a lot of characters you don't like. I'm not fond of Windblade, but she was competent, so okay, fine. She gets a good ending, whatever. Uh, Perceptor does not deserve a good ending. He was useless. He should have been like, he should have got predicated. He should have got his head ripped off. Fuck you, Will Wheaton. You blocked us on Twitter, just like Derek said. Um, <laughs> sorry, just, you know. Fuck you, dude. Mm. Uh, Predicane deserved better. He was, like, just a dude, and he was, like, kind of, like, badass, and be cool if he had a cool moment. Like, 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 my biggest thing is the way this transpired was not fan service, not, not in, enjoyable. It's, like, you can have a happy ending and uh, a sad ending. Like, you know, like, Optimus Prime dying and Titan's Return was kind of abrupt, didn't really feel it, but I got it. But Megatron dying and going away, I was like, dude, that was like your linchpin for this whole series. He was like, the best character. You made him really fucking cool. And to kill him that way totally t- sucked the heart out of it. It was like Megatron should have lived. I'm sorry. Was, that's just wh- how I. Why even bring Optimus Prime back to begin with when you've got Optimus Prime all there? Like that. That's totally redundant. And you've also got Hot Rod, who could also, even though he's emotionally scarred, he could probably sit around in a Captain Pike wheelchair and do something. I was about to say, maybe that final scene should have been like Hot Rod in a wheelchair with like, yeah, yeah, Optimal Optimus. You know know what's weird about it is like these epilogues or this ending, like it, it should be, it isn't, but it should be reassuring like they've saved the day and now everybody's moving on with their lives and these are the great things people are doing it's supposed to, you know what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like the you know when you get to the end of like i can't hardly wait or one of those teeny shows where it's like you know fast times at ridgemont high or whatever you know and it's like oh dude spicoli went on to become president of whatever the fuck and this person went on to do this and this person went on to do that and 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 this guy became a talk show host and yay and all this other shit you know and and instead i i kind of feel like prime and optimus primal are like tweedledum and tweedledee or something where they're like Oh great! We're totally gonna steer Cybertron back on course, and all the only vision I have is like, oh, they're totally gonna fuck this shit up. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they have no idea that the Ghost of Starscream is all waiting and ready for them. Like they're they're totally gonna just screw this up. And then you know, obviously the the hot rod thing does not reassure me. It's not like it's not. It's kind of like. It, 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 Somebody goes through this horrible life experience and it's, well, well, they, it's they, they violated. Had plug they had to plug it. That's what pissed me off. It's like, he is going to be physically okay, but, oh, it's a horrible middle scar. Okay, what the, why? <laughs> you know? Totally fucked for life. Fucked really, really bad. So, <laughs> give it up, guys. He's fucked. Now it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was... You mentioned it very early on in this episode, and like uh, of like our podcast, not the, this particular episode, but um, how you know anyone with eyes can see that, like even if Megatronus resurrected Solus, she wasn't going to be happy about what he had done, and yeah. like that she like she renders the entire plot pointless because as soon as she yes. gets enough power back and she has enough sense of self about her. She kills Megatronus, so I mean that means like no one, no one there was like necessary because she would have done that if he had gone with his plan, like with no interference too. So, wouldn't it be cool if like Solus came up and said, "I'm going to re- resurrect the most noble of you all," 
and Sludge comes back live. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it should have been Sludge crawling out of the well yeah. of all sparks. And Grimlock could have been like, hey, my, Sludge. My brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that. And then, yeah. and, then, and then Sludge could be walking along with um, Optimus Primal going, yeah, <laughs> you got this, bro. You totally got this. <laughs> it's like Optimal Optimus is riding on top of Sludge <laughs> or something. You smart. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I see weird ghost in the background. I farted on him. He's not a ghost anymore. <laughs> He's gone. Powerful <laughs> dino fart. <laughs> uh, Optimus Prime say you dead. Oh, maybe we dead. Maybe uh, we dead. Sorry, you are dead. I was going to say, like, an oddity to me was that, like, aside from a couple cameo appearances, like here and, like, later on when he was, like, dancing to the earthquake or whatever, like, Emissary wasn't in this series, and I kind of feel like, you know, after all of Jason David Frank's enthusiasm for it, like, they didn't have him back for whatever reason, like, like he could have very easily been part of that party of, like, you know, with travelers or whatever, and they could have, like, ditched, like, Victorian. Even if they couldn't have Fortress Maximus back, I mean, he's a tiny little guy. He shouldn't be too hard to animate or whatever. And, like, I do, I was just wondering why they just didn't bother using him in this installment. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to say something that's probably, like, you know, controversial, and, that, and that's fine. I, I think they really want to push Windblade for this whole arc to make her, like, you know, really badass. She's well. She's like the only consistent part of this, like all three series. She's like you know the only consistent like main character. Like everyone else either dies or like gets swapped out for someone else. I don't even or, think yeah. that's a feeling too, because I did decide to watch the first couple episodes of Cyberverse since I was already watching this train wreck, and I figured you know whatever, how bad could it be? And it was pretty bad. But the point is that Windblade is is pretty much the lead character in those full episodes so it, it it's not just a feeling it's it, it seems to me you've got multiple cases of evidence we're linked to her exposure in the comics her exposure on this machinima show her exposure on the current series you know like all those kind of you know whatever toys and things like that so it's like now you know it's like I'm probably going to say it with disdain and anybody who's a fan of the character, I'm sorry, but like, it's like, she's fucking Harley Quinn, you know, they're just trying to, you know, push her out there. And I, and I'm sure there's reasons for it because they, they have their little statistic demographics that show like, okay, you know, this is popular and whatever. And we're going to, we're going to make, you know, X amount of dollars on so many units of, you know, Windblade or whatever, but I mean, I, I, I didn't dislike her in this. I mean, I see why Megatron's like, oh, hey, you know, I don't normally say thank you and shit like that, but you, you did me a solid, or, you know, we're cool, our debt is clear, you know, and, and being as, if Megatron is our voice in this, you know, it's like, not only do we want the, the sweet, sweet release of death from this horrible, horrible experience, like, I think we, we also, we we also begrudgingly accept Windblade as a, a you know a, a, an essential new character to this mythos. Whereas I, I don't think we have you know I, I don't think we have to do that with Victorian. But to me, I mean, I don't know if this is where you were leading, Tony. But the reason why they don't have emissary is emissary's not Victorian or Windblade, right? Like it's not a female Transformer, right? So at the end of the day. The way the way I look at it, like as a sensible person, as someone who you no know, doesn't take 
something that seriously in these comics or these characters. Windblade is not a bad character. They they have done a lot to make her a viable character, and I have no problem with her being that. But there are times where she does seem overpowered. She should be able to take on Combiner. She should be able to, like, be that badass. And I think they did that with Machinima, whereas in the comics, like, she does have some moments of badassery, but it's more in the realm of what she can do. And I appreciate that more. It's like, it's more about crafting a character that you can appreciate as where in the Machinima line, they, they really, really, really wanted you to like Windblade. They're like, you will like her. When you push that on somebody, you could turn against her. Part of me wonders if that's some kind of calculation, though, too. Because, I mean, look at who she's with. If there's anybody who we can't stand through this run of episodes, it's Victorian and Perceptor, right? Like, they they both are are super-duper annoying, like... Victoria least like character so she can be the most like character yeah Victoria you know proselytizes and 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 does all this stuff and is 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 super annoying and then perceptor feigns intelligence or or, or but but he, but he seems stupid half the time or cowardly <laughs> yeah. or whatever and so like it's like compared at, at least to fight yeah yeah c- compared to them windblade it's like it's like that thing where you're like Dude, Power Rangers Turbo, the movie's special effects. It's like when you compare the original Power Rangers, the movie, it makes it look like the Star Wars fucking special edition. You know, and it's like it's the same thing. If you compare Windblade to these two fucking idiots, I mean, she she comes off smelling like a rose, you know? Like, so I, don't I feel know. Like it's, it's like a reverse situation with Drift and Windblade. Like, I think Drift came in hot. And we were, you know, told to like him, told he was going to be cool, like he's awesome, and that like kind of repelled everyone from him. But Windblade, I thought, like had a much like lighter intro, like in the comps, and yeah, yeah, and like like she was in some good stories, and like you know she was okay. And then after that, then Hasbro was like, okay, well now we got to start like plugging her into everything. She was in that Robots in Disguise cartoon. She was in like Combiner Wars. Now she's in, like, you know, she's the co-star of Cyberverse, and now it's, like, starting to hit, like, you know, saturation levels, where, like, okay, like, now it's getting to be a little tiresome. And, and, you know, it's not about the character, or the identity, or, you know, the gender, or the race, or anything like that. It's how you like the character. Um, You know, like I said, I I wanted Alita 1 in this. I thought Alita 1 would have been much more fun than Victorion. It's not because Victorion is a female combiner, it's just she's she's terrible the way they write her, and the Alita One combiner or Alita One by herself. I like Alita. I had no problem with her in the G One uh, cartoon. It, it's just how you receive the characters. Yeah, let's let's kind of wrap it up and just say like yeah, honestly, like for the whole entire Machinima like universe or whatever. Like I had high hopes for this when I first heard of it, and then Combiner Wars was absolute garbage, Titans Returns was even more garbage, and then they scaled back the garbage a little bit for this one, but it was still mostly garbage. So, this is a mark of shame for the Transformers franchise, and like it's it's bad on a different level than the Bay movies, but even the Bay movies, I find stuff I enjoy about them. But this, like, there's very little I enjoy about it. So, like, this is gonna go in like you know the lower echelon of like bad stuff in the Transformers like 
universe for me. I'm throwing yeah. in a towel. I'm I'm done. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> um, I I would definitely put this into like you know, there's a guy online who who does stuff about Star Wars, and he says garbage tier. This is garbage tier. Well, I think I think. Justin suggested last time you should just watch the Headmasters dub. Yeah, that, yeah, that, totally that's, do that. a, that's a nice p- palate cleanser. Yeah, that'll make you laugh your ass off. That'll that'll be, have a good time, you know. Like do that, do that thing I said. Yeah, uh, if you have a chance to watch Machinima, don't. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be revisiting this like ever. Like this is this is kind of like I'm not gonna be revisiting the Last Jedi like ever. Like. <laughs> cyber ever you know what i mean like that's that's all i can say is i think this when you hear announcements of projects like this you hope to fucking christ it's gonna be like gi joe resolute like something really really cool and like nine times out of ten it's just a bunch of dog shit and that's what this is it's just dog shit well you you heard it here last folks because this is coming out fairly after this (laughs) had aired but Power of the Prime sucks. This this cartoon sucks. I, I don't think anybody's surprised if by you, that. Like, yeah, it's like you shouldn't be surprised, and uh, you shouldn't be surprised that we we you know we trashed it, and you shouldn't be surprised that we're sick of talking about it now. So, Derek, why don't you do our usual spiel and like you know show All us? All right, out. yeah. If you guys have any comments, concerns, questions, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail dot com. If you've enjoyed listening to Transformers Tuesdays and you want to check out our backlog of episodes, they're over on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. And in addition to Transformers Tuesdays, we've got all kinds of spin-off shows. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, we've got Toku Thursdays, we've got Sentai Saturdays, we've got comics, motherfucker, do you read them? We've got Big in Japan where we talk about anime we've got justice not entirely dissimilar to lightning thunderbolts podcast and we've got the fan holes podcast proper so please consider checking out all the other spinoff shows and, and going to the blog spot and sending email we're on all kinds of social media if you're into that we're on tumblr twitter instagram facebook we're on stitcher radio we can be streamed we're on itunes um you can find us there so that that's basically all the places we're at, and and like Justin said, he wasn't expecting to uh, to have the the Twitter uh, poll response that indicated that people wanted to see more Transformers Tuesdays content. But we'll we'll definitely try to bring you some more content, and hopefully they, they there will be things that we will also be uh, super enthusiastic about, in addition to things that we're highly critical of. So yeah, and then until the next time, uh, this is going to be Derek Derek WC not missing the. The uh, rust on my boot that is Victoria on signing off. Hey, it's Mike switching the plot off with my giant ghost girlfriend. This is Justin, and I slipped on a Cybertronian banana peel and hit my head. <laughs> this is Tony, and this is the first time I've ever going to agree with Kylo Ren. Let it die. It's time to let old things die. Even though it's like two months old. It's already old. <laughs> of chaos has made me very powerful he has chosen the name Rodimus Kron for this metal shell
to hate everything F.J. DeSanto show runs from now on. Like, like Jeff DeSanto. <laughs> Damn it, my jokes suck. Like, like, watching this show was like fucking jacking off with a meat grinder. Oddly, like, interesting, but at the end time, it's going to be really painful. Jacking off with a meat grinder is oddly interesting? Like, only if you're fucking watching someone else do it, I guess. I mean, fuck. This is just like if they showed Batman's penis in a comic book. They'd never do that. No, Wayne. <laughs> I'm going to take a dig on myself. This is like talking to Kevin Smith for like three seconds. It's like pretty interesting. Then you're like, oh, God, I'm going to be here for four hours. Hey, dude. What's up, man? I want to talk about like Batman. And- oh, I really liked Power of the Primes. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good show, man. You need to get you need to get like Grant Morrison and Kevin Smith talking about power of crimes. Where you know Grant Morrison can be like, "Oh, did you see? Like, like Optimus killed Optimal Optimus at the end." There, Kevin Smith is like, "Whoa, man! Like, my mind my, is blown, my, my man, mind is blown. That's that's why Starscream is laughing in the background. <laughs> he, he knows it's all one big joke, you know. Hey, there's someone who would jerk off into a meat grinder, Grant Morrison, and then write it in, and write it into a comic. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, fucking sigillin and uh, all <laughs> merged into one, huh? As as I always say, uh, we're back to the dick jokes. <laughs>